Happy Friday, folks, and welcome back to season two of the After Ten. We back. We're back. We're back, and bigger and better than ever, and later than ever. Yeah, the long running joke from last year was what well, we're usually what a couple of days late every week. Uh, more than so, yeah, and now we've been what week are we now in the season? It was halfway through November. Yeah, we're just over a month. Everyone's what like fifteen games in. Yeah, so it wouldn't be like us. I think it's been what like four months since the last episode. I think. Just yeah, we, we promised the Love Island episode, oh, um, uh, NFL, or yeah, NFL episode. I don't know. We promised we promise a lot, but like if if we you had big plans, if you've been with us and you're still with us, you understand that uh, we're like pallbearers at a funeral. We'll always let you down. <laughs> we had uh, big plans, and back due to high demand. To be honest, I'm getting text. Well, not text. I'm getting abuse basically about people waiting for episodes. I'm getting abuse on the aftertime official instagram channel i'm getting dms in my own i'm getting people from my girlfriend's workplace shout out conor mcgrath wanting a new episode and saying it's basically it's uh it's ruining this nba season that there's no aftertime content like i've i've been hearing it from it from all corners but more specifically i think i've been getting it worse than you because i of course moved country in the the interim in the off season uh, tell, tell the listeners about that yeah, well, first of all, I was getting blamed for this not happening because everyone was saying, oh, what are you so busy? You've moved country, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I've been on a run and flat out for the last couple of months. But he decided to go and buy himself a new house. And, yeah, I've been uh, busy too. Life kind of got in the way a wee bit. Yeah, so we've both been pretty busy. I uh, moved to Valencia in Spain and uh, yeah, having a great time. It's still, what is it now, the 17th of November, probably Friday the 18th once everyone uh, listens to this and it was like 22 degrees today sunny was playing golf this morning it's, it's pretty nice just, yeah it's just as the temperatures are uh starting to plummet here how about espanol si un poquito Ooh. un poquito nice. más uh yeah más gay and then i just go into english again this spanglish <laughs> is still uh is still there but no i'm yeah i'm learning started classes this week and yeah my, my goal is to is to sound like Ricky Rubio when I speak English when I when I grow up. <laughs> Smile, be happy, enjoy. enjoy. Very uh, good. Yeah. You're you're learning Spanish. I'm learning how to cope with a fucking eighteen week old puppy. Oh yes, yeah, that's how my life's going. Fucking nightmare. If anybody wants a dog, yeah, Oxy's class, but she's just at that age where she's starting to eat all my plants. I've got into gardening in a big way this uh, this summer. After the NBA season finished, I had a bit of time on my hands, so golf and gardening, and uh, yeah, she's fucked it. So I heard she had a. Uh, you had plans about uh, you know setting up this nice what was it japanese maple and rizzo had other plans japanese maple yeah half of it's gone already i would, literally before we started recording i had to bang in the window and shout at her for uh eating it again she's determined to eat it so i need to win more bets so i can afford more shrubs because they're not fucking cheap so no they're not yeah. my my fake plant army that have began assembling in my apartment here <laughs> totals three at the minute and even they're too expensive yeah well so you're out in Spain. Uh, yeah, I've been so busy. I've been, I bought a house and done it up and I'm going to run it as an Airbnb. South Belfast, Swangiest, Airbnb. Hopefully be ready for, when, what are we now? Halfway through November. Hopefully February, maybe March. Probably March. You really you, um, like, you really are one of the bad guys. Like, Yeah. Hope yeah. You, I, I think, think you do embrace it a bit, but you're just, you're evil landlord. Like. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, technically I won't have tenants. I'll have guests, patrons. For this one patrons so, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, everything's for the patrons everything for the patrons so yeah um that'll be a nice nice place to come for a weekend if you're ever in belfast 
let me know. I'll give you after time discount. Maybe yeah, that. Maybe maybe some of the those like top secret tips we sell that we don't tell anyone about. Yeah, if I've if I've done you a good turn, tip the winning bet because we did tip a fair few winning bets last season. So if I do you a good turn, you know you do me a good turn. Come stay in my Airbnb. Yeah, I'll put the link. Out, I'll put the link out whenever it's done and ready. Yeah, I know we we kind of summed up last season at the in last the last episode of last season, but yeah, it was a, it was a great year all around, and um, obviously I speak for both of us when I say it's like very very happy to get the NBA back. The only kind of negative thing I could spin on this year was for me, I'm even one hour further away from the states. Yeah. So I mean, there's basically no hope of watching anything. Like for example, this morning I had to get up at half five to go play golf before work and. On the bus to the course, I caught the last minute of the Knicks uh, Nuggets game. So, oh shit, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's the difference. Like, yeah, it's no, it's handy. I'm, I'm really looking forward. We're going to touch on the World Cup later on in the episode, but I'm really looking forward to, especially the World Cup, because at the minute, my basketball watching, I'm watching a lot. I'm, to be honest, I'm watching more basketball now than I think I've ever watched. Um, maybe not more than ever, but it's it's definitely up there, and I get up sort of 7 a.m just go downstairs and league pass if you don't have it already it's 99 pound for the year you get every single game and you can cast it onto your tv so and they do this good thing where you can watch 10 minutes condensed games for like the games don't really matter or you can watch like all possessions which cuts out all the stupid like waiting for people to hit take free throws and timeouts and all that crack it's about 35 40 minutes a game so you get to see even like the misses and stuff which is important and yeah um, i was i was i was gonna say i was waiting for ronan's league pass uh promo plug yeah but it's great okay. anyone who takes their gambling seriously should should get it and watch as much as you can but or just listen to me and let me do the watching and i'll tell you what to bet on but well, true, that, that's 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 kind of the point for. Yeah. yeah so my watching is you get up at sort of seven and just watch anything you need to watch and it's great usually it takes a couple of hours and then next week when the world cup starts i'll have to get up earlier to get the gym in nba in and then the world cup game started fucking 10 o'clock in the morning and i'll be right running right through to nine really wall to wall sports wall to wall sports yeah if yeah. early morning nba then uh world cup and then if you want to stay up for nba it'll be on a couple of hours after the world cup ends so yeah it's gonna be good yeah i'm meanwhile i'm currently in this situation where i've been sent out one of the fire sticks that has been chipped with like the definitely not illegal um like software that gets you you know you can watch anything and that was Kindly, kindly sent out to me by uh, Mada uh, from back home, but unfortunately, because we're part of that little uh, part of the island of Ireland that technically is in not in the EU anymore, uh, it is currently in Madrid in customs. So I need to go and sort that out and pay a fiver Seriously? to get it sent to me, and hopefully get it for Sunday for the big game, Qatar Ecuador. But yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We'll, we'll, we'll we will we'll talk about Qatar. I have just seen a very important tweet about Qatar that we will talk about in about forty minutes. There's value. There's the value is just it's all around us. Yeah, it never it yeah. never sleeps. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. So with all that, you know, we've we've caught everyone up and and all the shit that they didn't care about. Um, let's get on to the basketball. Yes, and sorry once again for being late, but let's get on to basketball. Today's episode, we're going to talk a bit of a catch-up on the NBA, how it's gone so far. Um, maybe teams that are impressing us a little bit, teams that are outperforming their expectations, teams that are underperforming expectations, because there's definitely a few of them. And we'll talk mainly, Ryan and I like to do a lot of betting on divisions, more so than, you have a couple of outright bets and stuff, but usually to get you through the season, you bet on your divisions and player awards. So that's what we're going to touch on today. We'll go through the divisions. I don't have bets on all, all of them. I don't know if you do either, Ryan, but then we'll move on to some player awards and then we'll wrap it up with a bit of World Cup talk. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm kind of 
I think similar to you in that it's invest a lot of like your division bets into you know, two, maybe three, pushing three uh, specific teams, and then I just do like you know the the every division accumulator. Just yeah, you want to yeah. hit you want those big hitters every now and then. But yeah. um yeah, I think we'll start with the Atlantic division. Okay, it's Atlantic. pretty comp- pretty competitive this year. The Celtics were the favourites uh, going into the season. I think they were pro- just over, they weren't quite 2-1, to one, but they were maybe like 2.6, 2.7. Mm-hmm. And or maybe they were 2-1, to one, something like that. And then the next favourite were the Nets, who have been probably the biggest dumpster fire of a team so far this year. Then the Sixers and then the Raptors. I backed the Raptors early, or, early doors at sort of 10-1. to one. And yeah, 10-1. They're currently 10s on Bet365. Yeah, they're nine and seven, and they're currently coming second in the division. But their simple rating system, which is a mixture of net rating, which is like an average of how per hundred possessions, how well a team performs. So if you have a plus three, that means for every hundred possessions you play, you win by three. So simple rating system is a really good uh, tool that I like to use. It's Basketball Reference. Um, it's their tool where they take a they use net rating and adjust it for the strength of the teams you've played because obviously you know if you play five shit teams to start your season your team your net rating is going to be inflated so they uh kind of use it as a, as a mix of net rating and strength of schedule so 2.5 is the raptors which is decent but the fucking boston celtics is six so okay. yeah the celtics have been really good they had two losses against the Cavs. i was con- we'll get onto the Cavs in a bit and i was convinced the Cavs were going to fucking run away with the nba this year and since yeah, then, I mean, we're we're if anything, or we're nothing but you know diehards when we pick a team that we really really like, and you know this then, has happened over the past f- f- five years for us. Like, uh, I mean, we were we kept betting on the Mavs to win the Southwest, and they kept getting beat by the Harden Rockets. And you know, oh. like, yeah, like we do this, but to be fair, every bet on its own merit, and uh, yeah, I definitely I love the Cavs. You still need you to put that flag up on your wall. I bought Ronan a. F- the flag and what is it like it's massive it's yeah no, it's it? huge it says the land on it doesn't it and then it's got the calves colors it's i was up in the house the other day and i couldn't find it so i will i will try and find it somewhere but yeah the so i, th- I thought the raptors were a really good bet and i still think it's tough it's tough because they've had quite a lot of injuries siakam's missed maybe five or six games now fred van vliet's only played maybe five or six Um scotty barnes has been a wee bit disappointing Rick, former yeah. rookie of the year they didn't saw a video of him considering yeah. he ruined our mobile bet. I mean, we made money on Barnes in the end because we're just really good at gambling. But uh, like our mobile, like we love mobile, big mobile fans. And yeah, Barnes I have, kind of his I have a take. I have a take on mobile. We'll get on to that later on in the Cavs. But Barnes this year, I saw a stat the other day about isolation offense. So he likes to take. He likes one on ones and stuff. And I think he's in like the bottom ten percent of like offensive players in isolation. He. He doesn't have a bag, as the kids say, and yeah, it's <laughs> that's a, that's such a different thing in Belfast too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if they were a bag, fucking give them a kick up the arse. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the Raptors have done okay. They're eight, and, they're nine and seven, second in the division, and at ten to one, it's not bad. You know, you're kind of hoping for a Celtics injury because they've been fucking brilliant. Jason Tatum yeah. looks like an MVP. We'll get onto him and when we touch the MVP, but he looks like an MVP candidate. He has stepped his game up from the finals where he was really, really disappointed. And yeah, both sides of the ball too. Defensively, he's been 
top 10 sort of defensive player this year and offensively he is i think he's second in scoring Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah and that's in that's in a in a year where there is more people than ever scoring over 30 points a game so yeah i think there's 12 players in the league scoring over 30 points a game which is crazy and another thing to add on top of how well the Celtics are doing already is that's all without robert williams yeah which is very scary because yeah the, the difference the on off numbers for him last year were totally mental defensively it was an yeah, absolute really, he was the defensive, defensive player of the year defensive player of the year marcus smart was the third best defender of the team still is and will never ever ever stop complaining about that no that it was award. that was just a we don't know who else to vote for award mm-hmm. um i've got some good defensive player of the year takes for this year um, yeah. but marcus smart was just, a fucking joke just to sort of stick around the Celtics, like for me i very much had a the first two i mean the first i don't know month of the nba is always hot take season and overreaction season because then they were just here to overreact and i think within the celtics like first i don't know like four or five games i just had that feeling where i was like they're going to run away with this division they're so fucking good and then they kind of i mean they are now currently top but um i was just and i, I don't know for me the sixers you know when you listen to for example like we obviously listen to a lot of nba podcasts and all the talking heads were like the Sixers are potentially the, the like the only team they were picking to maybe get 60 wins this season. Do you know, as like a yeah. talking point or the Nets, people are like, what if that trio? And like, I just, I've seen enough, like I think if you're a critically thinking person, you've seen enough of the players on the Nets to know that they weren't, I, for me, they never had a hope. And that's not like after time. And it's <laughs> like been saying it from fucking before the season, just never felt like betting them, didn't think they were value, whatever. Sixers were the same thing. Raptors, I wasn't really sure on like, but, like you said, I think they were better value than the other two. So, I mean, the Celtics, as low as they were, I thought preseason, good bet. Yeah. I mean, the Knicks have a better record at the minute than the Sixers and the Nets. And they're fifty-one. Um, Not that they're going to yeah, finish better. They, they, no, and the Knicks are shit. Like, they're they're just flat-out shit. So, <laughs> the net, like, even, I wish, I really wish, I know it's the aftertime and everybody does enjoy my aftertime specifically, but <laughs> I really wish we had done an episode, like a preseason preview, where I 100% would have said, I have receipts in our group chats, that the Sixers are wank. And you had like big talk, big name talking heads like Bill Simmons and Zach Lowe picking them for the title. And, you know, like you say, calling them 60 win teams. And it's like, are you fucking brain dead? Have you yeah. like, there's currently seven and seven. And they, they look like they don't enjoy playing basketball. No, and the, the big thing was about like their depth. And like, yeah, I looked at their squad and I was like, fuck, okay, they're deeper, you know, than they were last year. But again, Although to be to be fair, this isn't really a knock on their regular season performance, but Doc is a shit, you know, a shit coach. He's more of a shit playoff coach than a regular season coach. But he's one of the worst coaches in the NBA. Yeah, he's 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 not great. They do but, everything uh, despite him. He like he, the fact that he won a title with that Celtics team in two thousand and eight. He like has kept him in a job for what another fourteen years. Mm-hmm. He is brutal, absolutely brutal. And even in the regular season, he he plays his players way too many minutes. Like James Harden was played like a forty-two minute game in the in October. Like, what the and, fuck? You know, like a Harden used to be seen as like the Iron Man, but that kind of image as he's getting older isn't really holding up as much. You know, and he's like Iron Man, but also gets tired in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, 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 and his injuries are piling up too. Embiid a bit injury prone. Uh, like Embiid, had, Embiid had a fucking monster game the other day. Yeah. I was it a 50 Darius Garland had the first 50 point game in the NBA and then like 30 minutes later Embiid had was it 60 did he score I think it was 50 no it was 58 59 yeah he had like four or five blocks or something seven blocks seven blocks Jesus Christ 
Yeah, so th- he, he nearly had a he nearly had a sixty point quadruple double. Like hands up, fair play. That's amazing. But yeah, I just I just I can't see it with them. It's just they're one of those teams that every year they're so short, and every year I just go, you need to be, you need to have something wrong. You need to be backing them. Yeah, I think so. And you just get a certain feeling about when there's a certain mix of players, and it's like you know as good as Embiid is, as good as Harden is, and as good as some of the role players are. More so those two. There's just and be I mean Embiid not 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 so much, but with Harden, just all the shit that piles up just always leaves like a sour taste regarding like a, a full season's performance. Like all the shit that can happen and pop up, or you know, never really leaves me being like, yeah, that's the person I want to put my money on. Whereas yeah. like look at the Celtics, like yeah, they had that fucking drama with Emi Odoka being a dog before the season, but <laughs> Dark Bird. yeah, but like the team itself. Like realistically, if you know fucking sport, it's not really going to affect them. By all accounts, the uh, Missoula, the guy stepped in, is good. Yeah, yeah. and the Celtics thing is, they look like they haven't missed a beat. Yeah, but the thing is, like my point is, look at their players, and it's like they 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 don't like Jalen Brown. Fucking should fucking just stop talking every now and then. He's you know, but like they they're never really the big drama fucking players, or they're they're really yeah, that's true, that's true. Get on with it. Do you know what I mean? I always like betting on teams that just get on with things. Yeah, big time compared to the Sixers, where there's just always stupid drama. And then the Bucks, like the Bucks too. They they just they just get on with things, and the only fucking news that ever comes out is oh, Janice is like the nicest guy in the world. (laughs) It's like okay. And you want to talk about drama? Let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets for a couple of minutes. Oh, I was literally going to say at the top, like. I love that we're a betting podcast because we don't have to talk about this stuff. Yeah, just for 30 seconds. They were second favourites in the division and I think second favourites for the East before the season started. Like, why? Okay, betting-wise, it does get value. Why do people keep... Do they not watch the same thing we're watching? Like, I actually have a bet on the Nets to miss the playoffs at 5-1, to um, which is off to a good start. Like I said, they're 6-9 and and... that's in, I've only got the division up here. I don't have the conference, but they're well ahead of the places. Sorry, wasn't that only like recently after Kyrie got suspended? Yeah, I only bet that less the, about ten days ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And they've lost a few games in a row. Did you see the the comments Kevin Durant had about the players he has to play with at the minute? Yeah, not, like not an absolute dumpster fire of a team organization. Ben Simmons. Oh my God, I I'm actually on rec- like I'm recorded last in our in our first season saying that I like Ben Simmons and think he's good and all. And like, if I would go back and listen to them, I'd fucking cringe. He's absolutely wank. I actually think he could be out of the league like in a couple of years. Honestly, yeah. Because like, if you don't, if you take away, which it seems they've happened because of injuries or because of like whatever else, like his, his actual qualities, you know, on defense yeah. and, and even on offense, like the qualities he had when he like, a few years ago when he was, uh, you know, his first, what, two seasons, maybe three, no, yeah. Yeah, where he was like getting downhill and even just actually attacking and stuff, but like get rid of that. And it's like, okay, well, at least he can still, def- okay, get rid of his, def- his, his defense, like at the top level, all defense sort of level. Then yeah, like you said, Shanghai Sharks. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, honestly, his best season was his rookie year. If you look, at, I haven't got it in front of me, but I remember looking at it before, like this first three or four seasons, his stats were identical in every department. And then this year has just fallen off a cliff. And he had 11 points the other night, and it was a season high. Like he's on he's on the bench now. He doesn't even start. It's just no, Embiid's Embiid's game the other day. He scored more points than Simmons has scored the entire season. <laughs> that's <laughs> which is great. That is fucking tragic. But yeah, so that's enough enough about the Nets. So to touch up or finish off that division, Atlantic 
I wouldn't back anything from here. Um, no, you don't. You're not even feeling the Raptors at this. this no, one. I think the Celtics no. are just a juggernaut. Like, yeah, they're they're really good. You have to sort sort of hold your hands up sometimes, don't you? And if you're if you're gonna do a bet from now on. I mean, click them as the first entry into your accumulator. That's what I would say. Yeah, but. yeah, I agree with that. Otherwise than that, maybe the Nets to miss the playoffs. I don't have the current odds up here, but I'm on a five to one as a nice little after time. So I like that. I think they're maybe like two to one to miss them which is still probably value because i think they're fucking brutal they are 3.25 so yeah just really yeah just over two to one yeah that's not bad i think that's a better bet than putting the celtics in your your division i guess true, so true. I, yeah i would have a touch of not it's not worth me posting a tweet but if you fancy something we'll go a sprinkle it. see what i like about the nba is every morning you wake up you usually have something to look forward to you know in, in terms of who's played the night before so say you back that it means every day the nets are playing you can wake up turn no spoilers mode on and then watch the highlights for 10 minutes or 30 minutes if you want to watch the longer ones of the nets game and then slowly see how the match went it's good yeah. be good be way to pass your time yeah and then it's it's great because you just start to evaluate like every night like okay that was a great night for all my bets oh okay, yeah it was a shit yeah. night for all my bets okay it was somewhere in the middle and then yeah and then if there's a big game coming up that night you know it gets to like nine or ten o'clock you've had your dinner you've settled down and then you just sit sit at your computer fucking shaking for three or four hours until <laughs> until the match yeah, until, you're waiting, waiting room. until you're waiting for shy gugus alexander to score another 40 point game yeah so uh, okay we'll move on to the next division because that's basically that one wrap yeah. up so i'm gonna jump into the central just next door um and it's still in the east and i don't know I'll, I'll, I'll pass over to you for like give us an overview of that division maybe pre-season what your thoughts were what you're thinking now how that's sort of transpired transpired and if there's any uh, value anywhere yeah so pre-season uh it was it's a two-team division basically the milwaukee bucks and the cleveland cavaliers I think, let me say, I thought before the season started that the Cavaliers are a better team than the Bucks. Obviously, Bucks have Giannis. He's MVP level player. The Cavs made a trade for Donovan Mitchell. We all loved the Cavs last year. We were on a lot of Cavs bets last year. Yeah, we didn't fucking breathe. Yeah, and then the injury bug hit. And, you know, like all the stats that we look towards for uh, trying to, you know, save a team's sneaky good or not, like net rating, simple rating system, all that crack, point and said the Cavs were elite. And then injuries hit, and then the stats got worse, and then they didn't miss, they didn't make the playoffs, and it was a bit of a fucking nightmare for the last. Yeah, two but if you like paused, if you took that freeze frame right up until that injury, those injuries happened. Yeah, like yeah, the they injury, were they even were before the Levert trade. They they were a team, like they were a really fucking good team. Yeah, they were a proper elite team, and yeah, it was uh, it was a shame. But then this year they were coming back with more or less the same team, except they traded Laurie Markkinen and some draft picks for Donovan Mitchell from the Jazz. Who had, kind of had a down year last year as well, so people were quite quite low on him, you know, compared to what the they think now. Because I mean, he looks like a fucking MVP candidate himself. Yeah. He's another player averaging thirty points a game. He came in the first eight games. The Cavs went, I think, eight and one. They lost the first game, then won eight in a row. Um, Darius Garland got poked in the eye in the first game too, so he missed five or six games. And the Cavs were they looked like the best team in the NBA. I was backing them for fucking all sorts. And then now they've lost five games in a row, which is annoying. Um, if you look into those five games, two of them, they had big leads in the fourth quarter and absolutely bottled it. They should have beat the Clippers and they should have beat the Warriors. But then they lost to the Kings, lost to the T- Timberwolves when they were missing players and lost to the Bucks last night when the Bucks were missing half their team. Yeah, out of those three, the most, the least forgettable one is the Timberwolves for me because the Kings are having a bit of a surge and the Bucks. I mean, well, to be fair, the Bucks are missing players, so they should, that's still pretty like, unforgivable. But yeah, uh, the, the yeah. Bucks is worse because the, the Timberwolves game, they were missing Donovan Mitchell and Jared Allen. 
Oh, true, true, um, true. So, but last night the only player they were missing was they were missing Allen again, and mm-hmm. Dean, Dean Wade as well, who's who's been really good. But the box were missing, like the box were missing Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Grayson Allen, uh, Wesley Matthews, and someone else. Joe Ingles. Like the rolling out fucking well, I will say like one of my. I'm a bit, you know me, Ronan, and you know I'm a huge fan of hilarious American young athlete names. Yeah, uh, in American football and basketball. So like the Bucks had to roll out their uh, their marquee rookie of uh, this year, Marjon Bouchamp. Marjon Bouchamp, and he was Marjon. He was class. I mean, oh, set the world on fire. Yeah, like didn't miss. They were playing like G League players, but you, you surround them with Giannis and Brooke Lopez especially on defense oh my god they're actually even though i was cheering on the calves like those two are an absolute joy to watch yeah um they just do everything right defensively and they complement each other really well obviously one protects the rim and the other protects the space and mm-hmm. it's just they're so hard to score on like the calves have a really good offense i think the calves offense is top five in the nba i'll get the stats up here now but and you know it it, it was such a struggle watching them because you get past Giannis, who like i say is like defensive space then you've got to fucking if you get to the rim they're the third best offense in the league right 116 points a game offensive written and i don't i think they barely got over 100 points last night so, you know they, once you get past Giannis, if, if you do create a bit of space good luck going to the rim and brooke lopez is there so yeah, yeah it's it's a shame but basically the round up on the calves i still think they're really good i just think they're going through a few teething problems early on like if you look at the the simple rating system i hate the harp on about it but it is a really class metric um they're the best team in the nba 6.57 you know they've got the best net rating in the nba too mm-hmm. um to yeah, they're, they're missing mitchell like i mean he's literally been a, like a complete spark plug for them and no mitchell just, played nothing mitchell played against the box did he yeah yeah he did yeah yeah oh, he, he, he didn't have a great game he had a good first half and didn't score in the third quarter but yeah, so the, was, oh, gee, okay, that's that's far less forgivable than yeah, like, exactly. Well, so if you look yeah. at if you look at the odds for the division, um, central division, the Cavs are three point seven five, obviously because they lost against the Bucks in the head to head game, which is annoying. But I still think that's value. I really think, I really think the Cavs are a bit, are a better side than the Bucks. I just don't think they've shown it in the last sort of week and a bit. Um, yeah, like net rating wise, the Bucks, the Bucks offense has been really poor. They've got one of the worst offenses in the NBA, but their defense has been absolutely incredible. So if you look at defensive rating, the Bucks defensive rating is 105.4. And the second, the next best defense is the Clippers, which is 108.4. So it's three points better, which is an absolute it's a massive gap. Yeah. Between them and the next the next best team. Do you know it's the same gap uh, as the second best team and the 13th best team? You know that's a that's a big gap. So their defense is incredible, but their offense is a wee bit. Now it makes sense that they've missed Chris Middleton, who is their best offensive player outside Giannis. So it's it's hard to say if I would be, you know, tipping a bet from here on the Cavs. But I think it's worth a small bet if you're going if you fancy something. I I, I do think over the the course of the, of the season, it's it's not a bad bet. I have another bet from this division. Um, okay. it's not a it's not a divisional bet, but it's a bet on the Pacers to make the playoffs. And you can get them, I think, at 12 to 1. I started backing them at 16 to 1. They're frisky, the Pacers. They're they, 7 and 6. So they've got a winning record and they've got an easy schedule coming up, too. So what else did you say you got them at? 16s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're like 10 point, just over 10, uh, 9 to 1 at the minute. Yeah. I backed that before. They, they've won a couple of games in a row, I think. Um, they are very, very fun to watch. If you're interested just in 
watching fun basketball. They're a really good team to watch. Tyrese Halliburton is one of those players that just creates offense. Like it just comes so easy to him. I think he might be leading the league in assists. And my favorite new player in the NBA, Ben Matherin, coming off the bench, the rookie. Yeah, he's like he's like a mixture of like prime Victor Oladipo and a wee bit of Donovan Mitchell and a wee bit of like Dwayne Wade with the mentality of uh, Nicholas Bentner slash uh, Zlatan. No, Zlatan. Zlatan yeah. yeah, like he's yeah. he's got the best mentality in the NBA. I we were talking about him in our group chat the other week, and he has it actually. Do you know what? I'm just gonna get it up because it's so funny. Oh, is this the quote about the right, Le- LeBron James? Right, LeBron. Yeah. So yeah, and it's funny because he um like this team has basically been kind of slated by everyone to be like a blow it up in the middle of the season team and start tanking which is you know the fear but i mean if they're performing to this level they're you yeah see i mean why, they, why why should we i mean they, well, they still could they, by they, them is the reason why but yeah they still could blow it up and i'd have egg on my face but it's definitely worth a wee tiny tiny bit but uh just i'll get back matherin made a claim in june saying lebron james is going to have to show me he's better than me <laughs> like, that's absolutely amazing i think he's 19 and he, I, he, play, he plays like that code he comes into I, the game and he just starts fucking shooting i love that for him like it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great that's and great. you know he, he he's not scared to go at like at centers either like he'll take the ball he'll drive inside and take it to the chest of a big defender and just fucking send them flying like he like the centers bounce off him He's like six foot five, but he's built like he doesn't look like a tank, but he must be strong as fuck. Yeah, I mean he's 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 basically on twenty a game this season. Twenty points a game off the bench. Uh, he's shooting like forty five percent from three. He's he's twenty. Yeah, and like like I mean he's essentially. Would you say? I mean, right? They've got what Buddy Hale, Miles Turner. Would you say he's their second most important player? Uh, no, no, I you wouldn't. wouldn't. No, uh, Miles Turner's the second most important Turner, player. Yeah. He's, he's had a great season. He's a really good season. Uh, Halberton's their most important player. Then I'd say Miles Turner, and then third is either Matherin or Buddy Hield. Hield had a good year too, but yeah, it, he's been doing well. But I mean, well, for the minutes, the minute I mean, there's only a couple of minutes difference between like three minutes. Hield plays about three minutes more per game, but that's uh, just because uh, Carlisle hates rookies, like so. Carlisle hates rookies. We'll we'll get more on Matherin when we talk about sick man. But yeah, just as a, a small bet, if you if you fancy the Pacers to make the playoffs, it can blow up really badly if they decide you know they want to tank um which yeah it's a possibility but the bulls and the pistons just nah bulls are the most middle of the road team in the league the pistons yeah, i mean yeah they're 1.8 they're basically pick them to make the playoffs or not they're just that kind of real middle of the road nothing interesting don't want to watch their highlights like yeah like i mean i'll watch if like the rosen goes off because he's kind of fun to watch but um yeah apart from that no nothing really yeah. jumping out about and yeah to finish off the east we've got the southeast division division i hold near and dear to my heart having won one of my best ever bets on the magic a couple of years ago but this what year that was what about that was indeed this year the hawks are leading the division i've got nine and five in front of me the wizards second eight and six and then the heat seven and seven the heat were favorites for this not by that much you know they were like 1.6 and the hawks were maybe like just under two to one but i think it's pretty safe to say well, no, my, I have the Hawks is slightly better, but I don't really have anything worth betting on on that one. No, in that division, yeah, I think like the, I was kind of toying with the Hawks whenever the Heat were still like not heavy favorite, but I think they were odds on for for like a decent uh, portion there. And I was kind of eyeing the Hawks. The Wizards don't really, again, in one of those teams, they just don't really have anything that fucking you know gets me 
gives me the energy to move my fucking mouse to the Bet365 or whatever to you know, start bet on them. I'm just like, I don't really care about the Wizards. The Magic are, and the Hornets, there's no point really talking about them, right? But no. I think the Hawks... If I'm doing an ACA, I'm throwing the Hawks in it. If I'm doing my, my uh, all-division ACA, I'm throwing the Hawks in it because the Heat, I don't know, the Heat are just old. They're a bit older team, and they're, they're not that deep. And uh, I was listening to... Uh, Bill Simmons most recent podcast and he was mentioning how he's just waiting for that Jimmy Butler like 15 to 20 game injury that it's just due you know yeah. it just happens so uh, I think I think the Hawks I, you know what I'm going to go out there and say yeah that's a good one to throw in the ACA I mean I'm not betting it as a single at 1.7 for them to win the division but um, yeah yeah I agree I, I really like their new backcourt DeJounte Murray and they traded for three draft picks for DeJounte Murray partnered him with Trey Young uh, defensively Murray he's got is really like fucking eye popping advanced defensive stats, um, but like defensive points saved and stuff. And I think he's second in the league in steals, maybe first now. Uh, OG Ananobi from the Raptors was up there, but I think Murray might have overtaken him, or it's it's pretty close. Um, I think he's a really good compliment to Trey Young, you know, the defensive minded uh guard, but he's also really good on the ball too. So, yeah, I mean, then, wasn't he uh last year? What was he like? He was just spamming triple doubles, yeah, like, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they've had two wins against the Bucks. This, yeah, this one is. I wanted to bring that up actually. We were talking about the Bucks. The Bucks currently sitting 11 and 3, and two out of those three losses are to the Hawks. And both times I was trying to remember back, and I was always like, Do you know the way teams have those bogey teams? Like yeah. sometimes I was always like, I think I can remember the Bucks always just hammering the Hawks uh, in the last few years. Do you know, Giannis just goes in and just fucking destroys them. Yeah, like, I, I have that memory for the last few years, but yeah, the Hawks so far 2 0 against the Bucks. So yeah, the Anyaka Kongwu has done a really good job guarding Giannis in those two games. I watched both those those matches. They were both in the last sort of week and a half. And he guards Giannis as good as anyone. He actually mm-hmm. had a really good dunk. It was like a putback dunk. Giannis forgot to box him out and he, he had a putback dunk over Giannis's head. Um he seems to do a bit better on him than Clint Capella does. So yeah the Hawks the Hawks are a good team. It's like you say though I don't think there's much value in them. I think the odds are pretty fairly priced. But if yeah. you were gonna have a like you say a division accumulator, yeah, I would fancy them for it. Yeah, same. Okay, right, we'll uh, take a quick uh, flight over to the West then. Yeah, we'll start in the Northwest. Yeah. It's tricky enough, this one. it was The Nuggets were the favourites pre-season, just I think they were shade odds on, and then the bookies really rated the Timberwolves. So the Timberwolves were second favourites, and then I think it was the Blazers. Yeah, with the Gobert pick up, the, the Timberwolves became that, like for a lot of people, like that like dark horse or whatever. That, very polarizing that uh, that trade and that uh, people's perceptions of the team because yeah. they because they were on the up and up last year because they performed well against the Grizzlies uh, last year who went to the conference finals right yeah and you know people were like fuck like that team plus Rudy Gobert wasn't really like that because they lost stuff too and some pretty important players it turns out but um yeah so there's definitely a lot to talk about in terms of the Timberwolves um. And how they were originally priced going into the season versus kind of what's what it's played out like. Yeah, I mean I was I was wrong on them. I was quite high on them, thought they would be a really good regular season team. I thought they could up they could push fifty five wins. But God, they look miserable. They're kinda of like the Nets. They look like and the Sixers, they look like they don't enjoy playing with each other because they all hate each other. Yeah. I think Carl Anthony Towns, it might be the worst superstar the NBA's ever had in terms of, of for winning. He's not a winning player. Like he He's a bit of like a unicorn offensively, but like defensively, he's brutal. And his 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 mindset, I don't I don't really like it. Yeah, Anthony I Edwards, 
is a weird one because I actually backed him preseason for most improved player. I thought he was gonna make the leap like super duper star. We, we um, kind of we were talking about this preseason and uh right around the time we probably should have done a podcast about it. And we 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 said like he set up to be like the job last year, which was like yeah, obviously Jah had probably was at a higher level the year before he won most improved versus you know, whatever Edwards is at, but like a similar a similar story and a similar sort of jump we were expecting. Yeah, that's hundred percent spot on, but it, it hasn't happened yet. Still could like, but I just uh, he's drifted out. He was ten to one. The most improved was a funny one. We'll touch on this very soon. But he was ten oh, to one. I think he's I think he's forty to one now. Do you know he hasn't yeah, it's been like a roulette wheel, like just the fucking the, the, the yeah. odds have just changing so much. This division, the Trailblazers have started the season really well. I've been very surprised by them. They're ten and four. Their simple rating system is three, so they've got the best rating in the in the division. Yeah. Um, the Jazz obviously were a big surprise at the start of the season. Everyone thought they were going to be probably the worst team in the NBA. They're ten and six, but I think they've lost three games in a row now, so it's kind of starting to pile up on them. Their their hot shooting's kind of cooling off a bit, and yeah, I think I really do think the Jazz are going to end up trading some of their their well performing players for draft picks later on in the year. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of like the like the fun story of the start of the season, but um, yeah, they like they're they're set up to do one thing really, and that's blow it up. Time. Yeah, the, their coach went favorite for coach of the year, and I think that is an absolute fucking stupid bet if I've ever seen one. Because Danny Inge is their GM, and he's not he's not stupid. He knows this team is going nowhere fast. Like, yeah, over the course of ten, they started the year ten and three, right? So over the course of thirteen games, you can get a bit of variance in your favor. The season is young, you know. You've got players who are really determined to prove that you know they're not just on the scrap heap. Yeah, it's and, a definition of a small sample size, so really. Like, yeah, exactly. So. I think you're crazy nice. if you think the Jazz are going to make the playoffs because some of the, like we say, like simple rating system, yes, they have the Jazz as 2.3, which is one of the better teams in the, the conference, but I still think it's, sometimes you have to, you can't just look at the numbers and you have to think about the situation. You know, there is no yeah. reason for them to win matches. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole thing is you take the numbers, you take your like eye test or whatever, and then your kind of predictive sort of analysis of what's going to happen and you kind of mush it all together and do you know what I mean like yeah you can't just be like yeah. oh the SRS 2.96 they're going to win the division no like yeah exactly yeah I'll get the odds up for that division now because I got them here so the Nuggets are currently sitting favorite at 1.57 do you know what the Portland Trailblazers might not be a terrible bet for that at 4.5 four and a half 4.5 yeah, that's the type of that's the type of thing keep an eye out Listeners, keep an eye out for injuries. You know, Nikola Jokic is in health and safety protocols, so he's probably only going to miss it like a week or two. But, mm -hmm. you know, that's the type of thing. If he were to sustain a more serious injury, you need to be putting an absolute smasher on the Blazers. It's the same yeah. thing going for like a Yanis injury in the central. You'd be smashing the calves. Uh, like a Jason Tatum injury, you smash the Raptors. That sort of thing. Yeah. Well, that's where uh, you can make a lot of money in the NBA. Because a side note about the um <clears throat> about like Jokic, for example, if Jokic goes down for the Nuggets, right? Like he is uh he's obviously has like the, they have the craziest off off or on and off numbers, you know, when he plays versus when he sits. Yeah. Um and just the kind of another just any opportunity to get a dig in against the Knicks, who by the way, I grew up as a Knicks fan, but they're just they're so trash, is that they just about beat the Nuggets without Jokic there the other day, and the Nuggets without Jokic are essentially uh, what do you call the team the Globetrotters always play? Uh, the Washington Generals. The Washington Generals, yeah, that's basically who they are. Like so, um, obviously they got, last year. They, yeah, oh, yeah, I know more so last year without Murray and MPJ, but like still, they're like the, the number, the on and off numbers still this year are fucking are like they're insane. Yeah, they are, which kind of speaks to how good Jokic is. He's... I just, I just wanted to get a dig in against the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that, that's not a bad one. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd back it from here because. 
I think I seen I heard on a podcast the other day the Blazers have like the third or fourth best defense in the NBA, which is crazy. Funny because the whole thing was when Billups went in, it was like their defenses sucked for so long. Billups went in, tried this new funky defensive style, and it just got worse. Like their de- or their defenses didn't improve, it didn't go anywhere. Uh and and then now I don't know. It's his yeah, second year, right? It's Bill's second year. The second year, yeah. They're they've got the seventh best defense in the league. Brought in Jeremy Grant, obviously a good defender. Um so yeah. I mean that yeah, it's an interesting one because realistically, what's the difference between this port obviously there's a lot of the role players that change but if you think about this the portland team that got to that western conference finals what like four years ago maybe yeah um against the warriors and they obviously they've got they've lost cj mccollum they've got jeremy grant Anthony simons instead of mccollum who might be better yeah um, he is he is quality i watched the it was blazer i watched the blazers play the pelicans and it was CJ McCollum going up against his old team. I think Anthony Simons hit seven or eight three pointers. And like, yeah, were, I, I really is, like him. He's great. And yeah, they, they went into New Orleans and beat them without Lillard. You know, he's Lillard from missing a few games and they, they still have a positive net rating and they're top of their division. They're 10 and four. Like, I, I think I'm talking myself maybe into a little Portland Trailblazers bet here. Yeah. I mean, potentially. Why not? Like, I'm just trying to see what was that? The, what year was that when they got to the was it 2018 2019 i think it was 2017 2018 was yeah I'm just when the I'm warriors just... swept them 4-0 yeah because i'm looking at their team even yeah the next year it was like oh that was when they had Anthony Simons actually but you know that i think had seth curry at the time yeah 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 but like yeah whatever but the point is that like they've like Dame still maybe like he sometimes looks like old Dame sometimes doesn't but you know again early season and it's coming off like a long time not playing but uh the, the pieces they've added and like the numbers their defensive numbers don't lie so like i i'm with you i've actually like it's 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 jumping out to me but they had 4.5 yeah it really is um one to keep an eye on definitely if there's a Jokic injury that's an absolute drill of a bit mm-hmm. we'll touch on the pacific pretty quick i don't have any bets on it but i should have probably back the suns actually the sacramento kings are the surprise team in this division i didn't buy in pre-season when people were saying that they were decent or you know they were gonna maybe have a winning record or they were gonna be better it's just like how many times you need to hear that from the kings they're always shite but they're seven and six they're a positive net rating and they're second in the division behind the sun only one win behind the suns maybe two wins behind the suns now after last night yeah i mean they're like I was, I've, I've actually one of the teams I've ended up watching more because uh, more like you know highlights or whatever of in the mornings and they've got like a little something to them yeah I like Sabonis I don't know Sabonis is a weird one for me what do you, do you like him are you are you a fan yeah I think he's really him? good I think he's really yeah. good yeah I do I mean the Kings have the ninth best written in the league that's, that's crazy mad. I I, I wouldn't have thought they'd be a top end team the Kings no. yeah and have you seen the thing they're doing. <laughs> Oh, it's just a laser blasting, blasting a big purple dildo into the sky, like a laser dildo into the sky when they win games, and it's so fucking funny. But yeah, I they, they, beat, they, beat, they beat the Cavs last week, and I had the fucking look at the photos of them blasting their purple laser. Yeah, yeah, oh. the NBA memes are great, but yeah, I think Herder was a great ad for them. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're just they've just got a bit about them. No, I'm the first time. That division. They're 51. Oh my god, 60, 67s on on william hill wow hmm wow i mean i mean they're they're obviously they're not as good as the suns the suns are 
kind of like the Celtics of the West. They're a bit of a juggernaut. I think they're almost guaranteed 55 wins. Yeah, maybe I mean, 35, maybe 50. Like an SRS of like 6.6. 6.6, yeah. I mean, yeah. The Suns are a funny one because they're, I think if you were more switched on or paying more attention to them than we maybe were, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, they had that thing with uh, that bit of drama with uh, fucking DeAndre Ayton and his contract and stuff and the Crowder thing. But it's like, yeah, realistically, is Crowder like stepping away from the scene for a while really going to fucking change that much with like such a good team? And Booker has got Tyrone even better. Like, he's, yeah, he's, he's, taking, he's taking a leap, I think. Yeah. They're they're just they're just a really good team with a good coach and they've they've been kinda they've been through a lot together. Do you know the team all knows each other? Obviously yeah. playing the squad hasn't changed what for like like two, three years. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty yeah. Um Chris Paul's actually much. taken a bit of a step down this year. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, side by side comparison of Chris Paul and Westbrook's stats. Now obviously stats don't tell everything because Westbrook's Westbrook's especially or a lot of them are just inflated. But Chris Paul has I think he's down to like nine points a game. Which is interesting, but I'm looking at it here. The Suns have the second best net rating in the league and the best simple rating. You know they're they're really good. I, I don't think the Kings are worth a bet, at, even at fifty to one. No, I think this Suns team is just again. They're we, we t- a lot of the points we had about them when they had that sixty plus win season or sixty one win season or whatever. Is they they are just constructed to just win games. Do you know what I mean? They're just like yeah. they have a good a good system. Uh, they can beat you from anywhere. Like good good defense, good offense. They're a good coach. There's they're a scary team to like do you know what I mean? When you when you talk about waking up every morning and checking the things, you're not gonna get excited about Suns losses because it's not gonna happen that often. Exactly. The they seem to have a really high floor, don't they? Like yeah. if they're gonna lose a game, it's gonna be close. And then apart from that, they just fucking win. Do you know yeah. they're they're not like you said, they're not one of those teams that you wake up and think, Oh, here for maybe we could have beat them last night. No, it's a, it's just like no, they've won again, they've won again, they've won again. Yeah, and to be fair, like the funny thing is you obviously in terms of that division then we're like we're both pretty solid on that but there's still more to talk about in terms of the teams that division preseason kind of uh forecasting versus what's happened and specifically the, like i mean the lakers right they just get ahead of it neither we're not lakers believers we never thought they had a hope anyone that thought you know obviously to have pieces that they can trade and stuff i just don't believe in lebron ad westbrook i just don't think it could ever work yeah and uh, obviously they would be getting rid of westbrook and then whatever would happen from that but still lebron it's just like Every year, it kind of gets a bit harder and harder for them. Uh, yeah, even like AD, bit of a regression uh, in the last few years, really. And but so I don't really even want to bring them into the conversation too much. But it's the Warriors and the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers again. Kawhi Leonard seems like his injury is still lingering a bit, and the Clippers have been a bit of a middle of the road team. You know, they've got like a five hundred record, minus three rating. They they got off their really poor start, and they're starting to kind of get their feet under themselves a wee bit now the warriors is a weird one because they're they're starting five still has a class rating Do you know they've got one of the best fives in the nba whenever their starters are on mm-hmm. even though clay thompson is really holding the back like if they could get a an average player in there to play shooting guard like they would be the best it would be the best five in the nba uh, they're one of they're of, one of the best fives uh, despite despite clay it is it's sad but it's like not only is he is he like not playing to the level he was before but it's like he's almost trying too hard to get back there and he's he's trying to shoot himself out of like a slump it's that like shooter shoot mentality you know like yeah. oh like yeah they're not dropping now but they're gonna drop but it's like yeah at some point they do stop dropping and especially but then, then he two... starts, you're taking bad shots instead of like you know the warriors were always about moving the ball to get the best shot and giving it up to someone else who's got a better look and like 
I, I sent a video yeah. in their group chat last night of Clay taking two really bad shots at really early in the shot clock when he had men who were open. And like, oh, it's it's hard. Oh, that was where Pool like Pool dropped his head after the first one. And yeah, Draymond Green dropped his head after the second one. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I don't think the vibes are very good at the Warriors at the minute. I mean, it doesn't help that Draymond Green punched Jordan Pool in the face. In yeah, the like and Falcon was, punching like, your teammate like, and getting caught on camera is never a great start to the season. Yeah, and that's that. That's not even the top top two issue for them at the minute. Like no. James Wiseman is the biggest issue. Actually, I'd say Clay Thompson's the biggest issue because James Wiseman's almost irrelevant now. But well, I mean, to the G League, he won't play again this year. He's that bad. Yeah, like he's like I can't remember the way someone described it, but it had me laughing. Like about how he's like doing generational things with like uh, net rating, uh, <laughs> like in in the worst possible way. He's, he's generationally bad. Yeah, I one of the, up there, especially with just how prolific the Warriors team is, and you know, obviously winning so much in the last few years. One of the biggest draft busts, like, yeah, in the, yeah, in the last while, definitely. They could have drafted Lamelo Ball. That's always going to sting. Like they ended up as an all star last year. Yeah, you know it's it's shocking to think what they could be like with Lamelo Ball instead of Clay Thompson now. Oh my god! But Wiseman is so bad, and defensively, he is he is one of the worst defensive players in NBA history. And offensively, I, I listened to a podcast last week. They had a great stat about like. Um, like percentage of successful screens set so top of the league is you're like Giannis and Zubak and Brooke Lopez you know player uh Stephen Adams players yeah the boys that just hit you monsters you're never getting around them Wiseman is in the bottom five and like, that's, like your Trey Youngs and stuff that, like yeah. guards like he is that bad at setting screens and like you've got one fucking job set a screen and run to the run to the rim yeah you I know? mean even the fact that just being he's seven footer right like, seven foot two he's massive yeah. Being a seven footer and being that bad at defense, even though like a lot of what you provide just comes from fucking how tall you are, not even what you do, just like what you physically are, is is kind of mad. Yeah. So I do worry for the Warriors in that their bench is a problem because Jordan Poole, especially, like you know, he signed that big contract. He was meant to be the next big thing. Like he's had a really poor season. In terms of like advanced stats, he's one of the worst advanced stats players in the league. He's one of the least efficient shooters in the league this year. Yeah, or? he's been chucking it up this year. It's weird because he's he had a game. They well, they played against the the Spurs the other night, who obviously are are tanking. And I think Poole had like 30, 38, maybe thirty six. He had a big game, and then last night he scored two points. So yeah, the the his credit though he is leading the Warriors bench, which for most of the season has had Wiseman and Kaminga and Moody and all the players who are really really struggling. So like Poole is kind of getting dragged down by the rest of his teammates a bit, but he also hasn't been good himself. So yeah. we'll we'll talk more on him when we get the sixth man. But yeah, the Warriors, I, it's it's tricky because Steph Curry's having maybe his best year ever. Yeah, isn't he like his stats are up from his unanimous MVP year? Yeah, yeah, he's shooting shooting yeah, better, score more points. Yeah, like, getting points. To, the fact that he's not running away with well, I mean, the, it doesn't help that they're sitting eleventh at the minute. But yeah, just stats wise, like it's crazy. But just wanted to slip in there that you're talking about them. Playing the the tank in San Antonio Spurs, who are currently uh, six and nine, to the Warriors six and eight. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how weird the season's been though. Early early doors, it's been all the teams that you expected the tank were. You know, yeah, we I want another one. We kind of final kind of point just to the Warriors. Just that uh, I've been thinking of, and I was thinking of actually when we were coming into the season, like really like their role players last year. Do you know the Gary Payton, their Otto Porter Jr. Like obviously the God yeah. DiVincenzo and who we do like, but obviously came off a pretty tough injury uh, coming out of Milwaukee. So uh, it was something I was keeping an eye on. But and again, their hope was the young guys. But 
yeah, it just doesn't seem like that. I think the problem there is those two boys, the two, uh, Peyton Jr. and Porter Jr., are high IQ players, like to play in the Warriors' offense. It's not a simple NBA offense. There's a lot of, it's motion, you know, you need to be, you need to have a certain IQ to play it. It's not just pick and roll, roll. It's not just pick and roll. It's, it's not just like you're a good basketball player. Yeah, it's they're not a team that you can just plug and play in. Do you know, yeah. if you're, I guess, if you're standard NBA big man and you go play for the Clippers, it's really easy. They get their big man to set a screen on the ball and everybody else stands in the fucking three-point line. But the Warriors, there's so much motion and movement and you need to be really fucking clever. And they lost two really clever players, uh, the two junior boys. Yeah. So I think that that's... that's Drew, it's, think it's almost like, you know, because before, the year before that, or yeah like in the 2020-21 season like they had the likes of Cal Ubre Jr who like when he went to the Hornets then it was like oh he had some highlights some big games he was hitting all these shots but like when he was in the Warriors he just didn't know where to stand or where yeah, to run to he was exactly. just got in the way exactly like and you just know by looking at him he's a spastic do you know what I mean so <laughs> like you need you need high IQ players and they, do you know whenever they when they were winning the titles back in 17 18 and stuff just even before KD you know they had like Sean Livingston uh David West Andre Iguodala back then, do you know, like high basketball IQ. Yeah. There's just a massive difference players. between that and Jonathan Kaminga and Wiseman. Like 19, 20 year olds who. Physically talented as they are, do you know, they're big and strong and fast. Like they are brain dead. And it's always going to be hard when you're coming out when you're that age and you're that good and you've been, do you know, you're that guy that's been told his whole life he's, he's so special and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you're putting this offense where you can't just get the ball, rip it, like you know, just drag down the court and do whatever you yeah. want. It's kind yeah. of, no, you need to fit in now. And that's kind of hard for people, some people anyway. Yeah, so really quick, we'll move on to the Southwest Division. So we'll get the divisions wrapped up, and then we can touch on player awards because I think we're going on. What time? Are well, look, it's a, it's the first episode of the season. We're doing a mega episode, and you can all fuck up because I fuck up. We'll do a mega episode. You can listen to it in two parts. I need to it's piss been a and We'll keep going. So on to the Southwest Division, the last division to wrap up before we get on the player awards. Who did you fancy for this one before the season started? Okay, so yeah, kind of a weird, another weird one where. I like a few of the teams. I had my opinions. Well, straight off the bat, you can just cut to the teams out, right? The Rockets and the Spurs never had a hope. So you're sitting looking at the the other three teams, right? Which is the Memphis Grizzlies, the Dallas Mavericks, and the New Orleans Pelicans. I, it, it was a weird one to call, and it's kind of borne out by what the odds still are at the minute. But the Grizzlies are obviously like a like a very good team. Uh, conference finalists last year. Ja made a leap. Desmond Baines making a leap and continue to make a leap they're like a really solid well-coached young team bit of everything attitude all that kind of crap we talked about them a lot last year especially because we were betting on ja for most improved uh the mavericks luca same thing as always and even ramped it up this season uh with just absurd absurd usage rates uh looking into the season i, I like the i like the idea of him with Christian Wood, I was looking forward to that. Um, but again, they just, it's kind of like Luca, and then you just go, uh, and then everyone else, it's, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing really there. And the Pelicans, they were the one that I find the most interesting. Uh, obviously, Zion coming back, we're massive Zion fans, uh, massive being the keyword. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, he was coming back. back again. <laughs> like, I mean, you have to. Um, it's, all the preseason stuff was pointing the right way when he came back. Like his weight looked on point. He looked fucking absolutely jacked in all the photos you were seeing of him. Like 360 dunks, floor shaking when he's jumping off. And all the good stuff that you come to expect with Zion. Um, added on to this kind of frisky team that that put it up to the Suns last year in the playoffs. And uh, apart from that, they picked up 
I mean, with like Herb Jones, you expect to take a bit of a jump because he's still kind of relatively uh, new. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was his sophomore year. And yes, Ingram. I don't know that they they have they have something to them, right? And I think me and you and you know when we were talking about it, we were definitely kind of liking the sign of the Pelicans for the division. And we actually, I know we both ended up betting on the Pelicans uh, doing the division. So how it's borne out, though, kind of iffy. iffy. Yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a meh sort of a performance so far to start. They're like slapping in the middle, yeah, seventh in the West at the minute, uh, eight and six. Zion's been out for a bit with some injuries. His defense has been a bit kind of, you want to They've looked better without Zion in the two games yeah. that he's been injured. Which is the weird, the weird part of it? Yeah, defensively, especially his numbers aren't good, and like obviously offensively, he's like a special offensive player that scores in the paint the way fucking nobody else does. But defensively, they play him as a number four, and he's undersized. To be honest, you get like highlight blocks and stuff, but I just don't know if it's you know the type of defense that is going to be conducive to winning. Now, no. offensively, they've been really good. They're one of the best offensive teams in the league. Um. Let's see the numbers here. Offensive written. They're the sixth best offense in the league. So, and I mean, net written and simple written, they're both flying. They're the fifth highest ranked team simple written. Now, they are one space behind the Mavericks, another team in that division, but not by much. You know, it's only a couple of weak points in it. So, I, like you, like you really, really like the Pelicans preseason. Was really high on them. Thought they could, I actually thought they could top the West. Um, I thought they were going to be the best offense in the league and yeah i think we we were like of the opinion that zion was that good i think is like obviously we like their other players but he was the one that was kind of pushing me to think that you know like yeah. i thought zion, year. i thought he could be pushing top five player yeah and just kind he, of he's been good but he hasn't been hasn't been anywhere near that he, at the minute he looks maybe like a top 20. yeah i think um, he will have those games and I, like i'm hoping look at fingers crossed obviously because i have bets on them that he does pick it up because you know like you know highlight zion like i yeah. want to see more of that yeah and do you know, I from watching the Pelicans games because I one of my bigger preseason bets is on them. Them and the Cavs are my two biggest preseason bets for the, both their divisions. And I've watched every Pelicans game, and I really like some of their players. Uh, Trey Murphy, the third, yeah, is like a bit of like a three and D wing. He's six foot nine, shoots the three really well, but he's starting to get to the basket a bit more. And he's one of those players that just like. Do you know what the Cavs could really do with him? He's one of those players that when he comes in, you're always like, you know, when you're like scarring your five to see, fuck, who, who's going to let me down here? Like, who's the other team going to go at or who, who's yeah. going to miss all the shots? You feel very comfortable when he's on your team. So, and the rookie they've drafted, Dyson Daniels, I've been really impressed with him, especially the last couple of games that Zion's been out. He hasn't really got a whole lot of play because Willie Green seems to be one of these coaches that hates rookies, but uh, he's got more minutes in the last couple of games and he's, he's, he's looked really good. So, I think the, the last two games have been a big turnaround. The Pelicans, can I just say, I think they're nine and six. I don't know if these statins have updated yet. Basketball Reference does this fucking thing where it takes forever to update the statins. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's but yeah. By the way, any of the statins we've talked about are probably one game off because one game off. Yeah, we're going off one game Basketball Reference. So I think I think the Pelicans are nine and six, and am I right in saying? So what's that? That's uh, fifteen games played. Mm-hmm. I think. Of those fifteen games, of those fifteen games, I think they've played like eleven away games. Okay, they had a really road-heavy schedule to start the year, maybe ten, and to be nine and six with a rating of three point seven five. You know, 
kind of joint highest simple rating in the division. It's pretty good, you know, even though simple rating takes into account of your playing and stuff, you know, and they've missed Brandon Ingram for the first he had he got injured and missed maybe six games at the start. So mm-hmm. they're only they still haven't and then Zion's missed two games. They, they haven't really had a run of games with their starting five. True. It's very true, actually. You know, and I, I mean it, obviously Zion missed a lot of time last year. So they haven't if you think about it, the the starting five for this team and they only traded for McCollum last year, didn't they? The starting yeah. five for this team has maybe played two matches. So it does take time for players to get used to each other and stuff. McCollum struggled, but he's he had a good game against the, the they beat the Grizzlies in uh, on Tuesday night there. Obviously another team in the division. So they've yeah, beaten I, the Grizzlies like, and they've beaten the Mavericks. True. So it's already going well for the head to head. I think like for me with CJ, it's like I kind of want them to get healthy just so he stops taking so many shots. He just he just yeah. shoots a bit too much for me. Um, yeah, considering he's, he's he's really like for one of the least the less efficient scorers in the league. Yeah. Um so yeah, hopefully hopefully that happens because again it's funny, it's actually hard for me now because I love in, in different ways, I love all three of those teams. Like I think the Grizzlies are just a fucking mad, like like fun team to support. Like I'm a complete fucking look at diehard too. And then obviously been betting the Pelicans, so it's a weird one. But uh, I'm obviously cheering on the Pelicans for the bet. Yeah, I think the Pelicans at the minute, you can get them at 3.5 for the division. I still think that's quite a good bet. I Do think, you think the that's a better bet than the Trailblazers at 4.5 to win theirs? Uh, no, I feel like the Trailblazers is a, you're only betting against the Nuggets. Yeah, not the regular division, but just, yeah, yeah it's interesting where, to compare them. Yeah. yeah, but whereas this one, you know, the Mavericks and the Grizzlies are both in with a chance. I think the Mavericks, they're relying too much on Luka. I don't like, I don't know if that's a good recipe for regular season success you know can he keep that up for 82 games it's, it's a lot they ask yeah he does, yeah, does look in great shape as well but at the same time he sat last night and because obviously he needs to rest after you know with that usage and they got beat pretty handy by the rockets like it's, yeah we'll put yeah. it this way like and because it's like it's not always when you talk about injuries it's not always just a oh if if this team won every game then they win the league it's like no like in basketball injuries are so important because they're only five players on the court so yeah. w- when they're as important to the team as Jokic is to the Nuggets or uh, Luke is the Mavericks there is almost value sometimes in not betting those teams because like for example the Grizzlies it doesn't really apply because they're fucking Ewing theory better without Ja do you know what I mean like they, yeah. they still do well without Ja Moran uh, the Pelicans like you know injure better one of their best four, yeah they're better than Zion like injure one of their best four players for like I don't know 20 games this season and they're going to struggle they'll lose some games they maybe would have won but it's not going to be the death knell of their season uh, do you know what I mean? But like yeah. the Mavericks, if Luca gets injured, they will be the fucking Washington com- uh, Commanders. I'm Generals, sure. Generals, the Commanders is their. The Commanders is the NFL team. The NFL team, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Washington Generals. Do you know what I mean? Like they will be in in severe trouble if he if he goes down. Yeah, yeah, you're you're spot on there. I think the Grizzlies. I mean, Desmond Bain's been out for a couple of games. He's going to be out for a few weeks. He's actually only getting reevaluated in three weeks. I think he's got a a grade two sprain of his big toe. Okay, which is can keep players out for quite a while, and he's been nearly their jazz been their best player, but he's been a close second. So that's a big miss for them over the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, no, if you if you fancy a bet on something, uh, and you're still listening, Pelicans division's decent. I would have a wee one on that. I'm talking myself into a Blazers one. I'm gonna look more into that after this after we finish recording. Yeah, I can I, I can feel the, the cogs now. going in your head there. Yeah, um, I'm starting to get a wee bit antsy. Do you know, I'm I'm dying to, to look up some some numbers and stuff and maybe watch some highlights. But yeah, I think I'm gonna do it for divisions. Yeah, just to just to wrap it or just put a bow on it. I'm gonna throw out my um 
by 72 to 1. And that's on Threat just 5, which isn't even the, the best odds. But I'm in Spain and it's a bit of a fucking nightmare with the odds situation and even logging in the accounts just to, to check or whatever. So you're probably looking at upwards of 100 to 1 on certain sites for uh, Ryan's Division ACA if your site allows you to accumulate division bets, which is from top to bottom of the, the, the divisions we just talked about. The Celtics, the Bucks, the Trailblazers, the Suns, the Hawks, and the Pelicans. Why not? Fair enough. Go for it. Yep. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Thanks. Appreciate your support. So we'll move on to awards now. We'll start with the big one. Uh, big one in name only. I don't I don't really have too many takes on this one for MVP. Um, that's tricky because I think it's the player award that people have their eyes on the most. And the bookies, it's easier, easier for the bookies to kind of tease out who the favourites are going to be, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you don't really I, I, get someone coming from fucking 50 to 1 to win MVP. It's usually someone who's quite clearly in the top five players in the league that wins it. Yeah, I mean, just look at Luca, for example, and his fucking, like, we all knew how good he was, and anyone who actually had a fucking brain cell knew how good he was coming even in his rookie year. But, like, the fact that he was in the top, like, what, top five his second second year, probably top three or four top odds three. Three season, top three odds in, in his, yeah, second year, third year, fourth. Like, he, there's He's no... Been the last two years. There's no value there, whatever... That they already know. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you can't scrape much more out of that. Yeah, I mean, at the minute, the betting is quite tight in America. It's a three-horse race between Luca, Giannis, and Tatum. Mm-hmm. In the UK, it's more two-horse um, odds portal it's, here. It's it's Luca, Luca and Giannis. Giannis, and then Tatum is like sort of like sixes. Five Tatum's just, yeah, he's like the step up to then Curry. Yeah, yeah Curry and then and you're in the Jam Morant and Joel Embiid. At, at the minute, it really doesn't look like it could be anyone outside those top three, does it? No, I mean, you like I'm trying to take a quick look outside, and you got Donovan Mitchell, who's now sitting around twenty ones. He, what did you get him at? I backed him at tell you now, 40, 40? No, higher than that, fifty. I'm on Mitchell fifty to one. And I was feeling really fucking smug about it until the Cavs I'm, lost five. I mean, if, you, if you're, yeah, if you're, if the, the theory at the time was the Cavs were started so well, he was clearly the best player. I'm putting up it like MVP type numbers if you played the season out on that small sample size. Yeah. You know, if they top, if they top the fucking East and he averages 30 plus a game, like, that's yeah, the shirt. I don't see why not. Yeah. Especially why, because a lot of people think the East are, is almost better than the West this year. Yeah, yeah, that was the that was the idea. So, I mean, I'm on value there, but the Cavs would need to fucking get things going again for him to have a chance. Yeah, um, I mean, it's still funny to me that KD is uh, 17s. Like, yeah, that's just crazy. You're, you're, you're crazy if you're backing that. I always, I do love the fact that like stuff like that is included, which in theory gives value to everyone else because he just shouldn't even be there. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as the Nets. You know, they were giving value to everybody else because for some reason they're the second favorite for the East. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't see it being Ja. I can't. Steph Curry, I, the Warriors just, I don't think they're going to win enough games. Where, like, where do you think, like, where do you put them end of the season? What's their record? Where were they sitting? The Warriors? Yeah. Probably like sixth in the West. Yeah, sixth, fifth, I'm thinking. Um, yeah. To be fair, where, where did the Nuggets finish? Uh, they finished they sixth last year as well. And Jokic won it with, I mean, he had absurd numbers too, but like, Curry's putting up. Fucking ridiculous numbers. He went through that weird slump last year. Um, not to say it'll happen again, but remember, like he was, yeah. he was on a heater at the start of the year, and then he just fucking died off. Curry was right around the time on. some Curry was came. Curry odds on for MVP. Yeah, I think I remember. You could probably go back and find a message where I was like, he's he's won it. He's got it wrapped up, and it was like yeah. it was like it was like early December. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, right around yeah, it was the news came out. It was some weird news about him and his wife and their relationship or something, and then he nosedived, right? 
Yeah, it was talking about him and his wife being swingers or something. Yeah. And then his he all of a sudden couldn't shoot the basketball anymore. It was honestly, I think it was early December last year. He was just a touch odds on for MVP. I was on him. Then I yeah, yeah. and other players when he started shooting twenty percent every night. Yeah. So I mean, talking thinking about how the season plays out, we're both obviously big fans of the Celtics again this year. Like we think they're gonna they're gonna be a regular season juggernaut. So I mean, end of the year. What's it gonna take? What's it gonna take Giannis to do to to take MVP? For example, if the Celtics top the East and Tatum's averaging close to thirty and playing like the way he is on both ends. Yeah, like I, I mean, if if say for argument's sake, they both end the season with the stats they have right now, and the Celtics get the one seed, I could see people voting for Tatum. Yeah, and he's a bit of a favorite. I think like he's a bit of a I wouldn't say immediate darling or anything, but like he he's likable. He's very he's likable. likable. Yeah, like, you know, it's it's almost his time. Do you know every every great player has this time? Do you know where they get like he got to the finals last year, didn't have a great finals, and he's gone away and he's came back and he's got even better. Do you know it's like yeah. that storyline? That's like that you know hero storyline. You know, yeah, it's that hero storyline that people really enjoy, and I, I can see and it that way. And still twenty four. Yeah, I mean, oh, he's, he's incredible, and like he's got the both sides of the ball argument. He's he's a you know really good defender. Offensive yeah. line more his assists are up. It's yeah, I mean he, his his stats right now and the way the Celtics are playing, it's screaming MVP. The only thing is Giannis, I mean, objectively speaking, I think all of Giannis's stats are better. And mm-hmm. his team record is, I think, the same. <laughs> Isn't it? Do you know? Uh, let me see, wins. They Celtics have eleven, the Bucks have yeah, do you know they're they're one win, one win in it, and the Bucks have a game in hand. Yeah. And yeah, the Bucks have been missing half their team. So I think if the season ended right now, Giannis would probably win MVP. Yeah, I think I, to be, the, the thing is that I think the vote would be split. I don't think it would be run away by any means because no. I think there's people that still would think it's Jokic. Or sorry, uh, Doncic right now. Um, yeah. But like, it's the Doncic has that old Harden argument of just like abs, like absurd numbers. But it's like, and obviously he is such a good player. But it's like, yeah, you're gonna have those numbers if like. I'm almost certain there was some mad stat on one of the, on one of the exactly like podcasts about like his isolations, like the amount of isolate like the amount of isolation plays that Luca, like is the player isolate like isolated on the ball. It's like more than entire teams, like will have in their game per game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's absurd. So obviously he's gonna fucking put these numbers up, but it doesn't really matter how you get there. It's just that you get there. And... Yeah, I think that. Well, I think the argument that you're making is you know, Luca is producing the stats that he's producing because of the usage so if you look at the per 36 minutes like Giannis hasn't beat by a full point per 36 minutes mm-hmm. but it's just Giannis isn't getting that many shots because Lucas playing more minutes handling the ball more taking more shots now Giannis's usage is massive I think Giannis yeah, might have she- the second highest in the, in the NBA but Giannis's argument is obviously that he does it on the defensive side of the ball you know he's a top five defensive player in the league yeah so, interestingly enough right look at the top Four, call it. I mean, you'd say top five indeed if Harden's out. That doesn't really count. But like, okay, the top four: Doncic, and uh, Giannis, uh, Tatum, and Curry. Like, what's Tatum's usage compared to the other three? Surely it's a, a decent, decent bit lower. I don't have it in front of me, but I'd imagine it's yeah. lower. Yeah, a decent bit lower. Which is like, I I like that. You know, in terms of if you're if you were like a voter and you're really delving into it, it's like okay, yeah, he's. But then again, usage, the most valuable player, I suppose. Usage, yeah. You know, so matters, who but, who have you backed? Uh, for MVP, I have back Giannis. Uh, let me just double what check what, what odds I got him at. So, my MVP, yeah, currently the only two bets I actually have on, I've got uh, 
Okay, just laugh and say this. Had to write this one down on my spreadsheet. Uh, one Donovan Mitchell at 61s with 83p. So shout out Hollywood Bets for letting me have 83p <laughs> on him. Uh, and Giannis with slightly more uh, at just under fives. So not far off what he is now. So just Mitchell and Giannis? Mitchell and Giannis, I haven't really got involved with MVP as much as I have in previous years. Again, now that I'm thinking about it and now that I haven't got on anyone, Tatum's actually, and I've just kind of talked myself into dabbling a bit on Tatum, to be honest. Yeah, I'm a wanker. I, I have a serious issue with MVP in that I cannot be on, I have to be on the whoever wins it. So, like, when people start, you know, like, there's a bit of a steamer going on, like, someone starts coming in, shortening, I'll start getting the itch. Yeah. So I've backed, yeah, I've backed Giannis, Luca, Tatum, and Mitchell. <laughs> no. Did you get a steamer when you bet on the MVP? <laughs> no, everyone. <laughs> yes, I do. Actually. Everyone I've backed is now shorter than what I backed them at. So technically, I've done the right thing. Like, I'm on the uh, yeah. at sixes. I'm on Luca at, to be fair, Luca's pretty similar, 3.6. Tatum at 5.5 and Mitchell at 51s. So if one of them four wins it, you know, I'll at least make my money back. So it's bit of a waste of time all in yeah, all I, I just put it out there i cannot wait for like the i'm gonna call it like i don't know january february or something pascal siakam 10 game streak where he averages over 30 and you you just start smashing him being like oh he's incredible and throwing out all these advanced stats at me yeah <laughs> well, by, by january usually i don't have any money left but yeah, yeah. no true january is yeah, i will find season. money so i'll find money somewhere to back steph curry whenever he goes off but uh, yeah, MVP. It's like like I said before, MVP is kind of like the premiership of NBA rights, isn't it? You know, it's usually the best priced. Yeah, usually yeah. the least value tweet. going around. And saying, but saying that, I'm pretty sure we've won on it every year. Oh yeah, it's on class, year. classic gambling. Yes. But it's it's usually the hardest one to to kind of get anything out of. Yeah. Okay. So we'll move more on. More More interesting is we'll start with most improved. Okay, what just, a just start of the season. Before before you jump into that, uh, again, shout out Spanish Betters Five. What do you think uh, regular season awards as a category is? Is it premios temporada regular? Because <laughs> I, I can't. Because if I translate these on Google, on Google, then I can't click them anymore. So I need to guess what they're they are. In that Spanish. sounds about right. I heard regular. Oh, it, it you know what? It actually is well done. There you yeah, go. Learning good stuff. Yeah, you don't need to do your duolingo tonight. No. So. There's a player in the NBA this year uh, who's averaging more points a game than Tatum, Giannis, and Durant. He's had he has more steals per game than Drew Holiday and Jimmy Butler, and more blocks per game than Clint Capella and Jared Allen. His name is Shai Gilgis Alexander. And what a six, name it is! What a name! I'm I'm very glad I got that right. He's a six-six point guard. If you haven't watched him yet, box office, must, absolutely must box watch. office, must watch it. Like I I can't even. He, he kind of plays a bit like he gets to the rim like James Harden used to. Do you remember James Harden? Which is for some reason just he would like lull people with like a crossover, then he'd be at the rim. And it's kind of like he's just absorbing contact, absorbing contact, and then he just has a bit of space and yeah, just let it over like floaters. He's six foot six and he's lengthy, but he's not like lanky. He's quite well built and is he's not as stocky as Harden was, but he's still no, 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 got nowhere, nowhere near. No, but, but he's got something to him, like you know, yeah, like, but like he bounces off players a wee bit like i was saying Masseron does earlier like he's just so hard you can't keep him in front of you and that thunder team is pretty brutal and he's got them at like a 500 record his yeah he, he for most improved player i don't even know what his odds were to start the year like fuck they would have been he probably could have been like 100 to 1 
but Honestly, yeah. He, the argument for him is he's making that leap that Jamarant made last year, like we said earlier, but he's actually making a bigger leap, to be totally honest with you. Um Morant was, Morant was like a great player that took a leap to like top ten. Like Shai Gilgis Alexander is like similar level to Ja before, but he's taken a leap to like top five. Like he's that good on both people, sides. Of the I, people are like sarcastically, but almost not, but in some cases not sarcastically being like he's like MVP. Like he's putting up MVP yeah, numbers. He is. Like I I have him comfortably as the third best point guard in the NBA behind Curry and Luca. If you count Luca as a point guard. If you if you don't count Luca as a point guard, I think Shai's the second best point guard in the NBA behind Steph Curry. Which like, is He's unquestionably better than John Morant right now. And unquestionably better than Donovan Mitchell and Trey Young. Because he does it on both ends. It's exactly. The, 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 the defense thing just get like, yeah. He's, he's top 10 in the league in blocks. Like, and, he's a, and he's a point guard. Yeah, that's like, uh, like was it? Oh, I was going to say, not Maxi. He's the other fucking boy or the Aussie boy for the Sixers. Um, and he's obviously taller too. Uh, Aussie? Yeah. For the Sixers? Yeah. Did you know your boy who really like he blocks everyone? He's a, like a wing. Not very good at shooting. Oh, fuck Thibel. Yeah, Thibel. He's yeah. um he, like you know, like that's kind of like Thibel numbers where he's like blo- blocking people from like you know from the, the guard position. I don't know if Thibel's on the wing, but still, like you know, like blocking like mid-range pull-ups and stuff. He's just so sneaky and, and like creative. I don't know. Yeah. Um so I've got the numbers here. He's not quite top ten after last night. He's top twelve, right? Top 12 in blocks and steals, he is third. Third in the league in steals. So defensively, like i seen a stat uh, on Twitter just before we started recording saying the only other guard in history to average over 30 points a game and over 1.5 blocks a game was Michael Jordan. So he literally is putting up Michael Jordan numbers and he's kind of built like Jordan too, kind of like a wary 6'6". Yeah, so like he he really has made the leap from, like we said... only 6'6"? Oh, yeah, yeah fuck. so true. like shy isn't just an all-star he literally if the season ended today would probably be second team all nba like he, would you have, oh you would have luca as the second guard right yeah curry and luca would be no would be first team and then shy and mitchell would be second team but he's like unquestionably the the favorite for most improved so the bookies have caught on they're not stupid he's 1.8 the I, most improved. Like, i'm not gonna lie i kind of haven't been paying attention that closely to his odds movements in the last couple of days and whenever i was checking his odds like live as we were doing this i'd nearly sort of let out a wee squeak when i seen he was 1.8. yeah exactly no oh, that's do not back that now that is no just do you know what it, it, if anything because of the situation his team's in and just how well he's doing this early in the season, he is potentially providing us some lovely value for later on in the season. Yeah, could well be. Um, you're onto something there with a different award. But when we get in sick man, you're you're onto something there. For this one, you know, the Thunder. They're I've watched quite a few of their games now because he, like I said, he's box office. I don't think they're going to end up tanking for Wembanyama. I think they're they're a wee bit too good. Do you know when you compare them to like the Rockets and the Spurs and like it, they want to keep shy. Like I don't think they'll want to put him through uh, another season where they just tank flat out. When, he, when, yeah, like if he was, if he was worse, they yeah, would make you yeah. see them doing it. But then yeah. the, the 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 problem is, look at their owner. Do you know, like they they've already got loads of draft picks. Do you know, Drew, but and he fucking loves draft picks. He does, but like, and and they've got Chet Holmgren to come next year, who would literally be the perfect center to play with him. Because he spreads Christ, the floor, right. he can defend the rim. Like they're going to be a really, really fun team to watch, and I think they're only going to do True. better if they if they try and win this year. 
Surely, like, look, put, put it this way, like, with the picks they have, right, and the team they have now, and the star guard, good role players, which they do have, yep. and, like, Chet, to come in, like, next year with some good, with, like, whoever they, they draft, and, can, you know, the, and they have the capacity to trade for, like, they could be a fucking, they could be very well be a contender very soon. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably be backing them for their division next year. Type, yeah. of, type of players that really would lean towards being a good regular season and, team. And what, what's going to help that is... What like I mean, the, you can see the argument being what's going to help that is having a season this year where you try, where you put these people through yeah. the ringer of like where you don't just like give up and and bench people because that's realistically how, what's that going to help in your next few seasons with the players that you're keeping. Yeah, exactly. Not gonna, and not improve. There's rumors that Chai's a wee bit unhappy, so I think you know he he it's just a waste of your career when you're that good to be tanking. You can't have a player that we're we're saying is the third best point guard in the NBA and tank for the number one pick i just i just can't see it happening so yeah like I, I, think, I, I think they're going to push for the play in whether or not they make it, it i don't know but i think that's what they're going to go for yeah like i think they have those kind of players like and like young too like um you know like your lou dorts and fucking yeah you know even josh giddies and stuff that it's like yeah you can see like jalen williams I, yeah i just fucking really like jalen with, with the big yeah. afro and the glasses yeah. he, he's been brilliant and poku has been good and then, like I said, they're going to get Chet next year. I, I think they're a really good team. And uh, yeah, the sad like, thing is we're recording this episode as he's gone odds on and I'm on at 17s. But that was a wee after time. My first after time of the year. Yeah, yeah, drop that one in there. Yeah, he's yeah. probably my, uh, my biggest uh, outright win, potential win at the minute. <laughs> is, I is didn't, didn't get enough on. But yeah, I, I think he's he's an absolute class bet that, we, that we've... To pat ourselves on the back, he's, he's been a cracker. Yeah, we have to drop it in and smell our own farts every now and then because of this. <laughs> but, um, who, who would your pick be if you weren't backing him? Like, from, is from in, here? say, okay, either Shy didn't exist right now, but for some reason the odds were the way they were, or if you know that the Thunder are going to start tanking and he's going to fall out of the... Here's one. Say Shy gets injured and you've got 24 hours to get a bet on. Okay, from here? Yeah. Most improved. Uh, okay, Sneaky dark horse that I fucking love, but his team is so so trash that he's not gonna win it. Is Ball Ball? I love Ball Ball. <laughs> I think she's really good. You weren't expecting me to say that. I was not expecting that. But I I don't know if I've actually voiced like to use like the our fucking insider chat, uh, after time chat. Just how much I love him, and like I I watch magic highlights like not even to see Van Van Caro. I think Bob Paul's fucking unbelievable. He's so efficient. He's got way better. He just had his first twenty and ten game, uh, and he's actually like you know getting used more on a on a pretty fucking dumb team. But uh, sorry, I just had to throw in. So that's he's my dark horse at forty to one. Um, do you know what? I'm looking at his stats, and yeah, I, I can see it now. His minutes have gone up from six minutes a game to twenty four. Yeah, he's actually getting played. Yeah, so, I but I mean, a lot of the time that, that doesn't even really get taken into account by voters. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. No, usually the winner goes to the. It's we've said it before. It's congratulations on your first All Star appearance award. Yes, but outside, he's never been an All Star. But yeah, outside of shy, I don't even know shy. I come shy. SGA. Outside of SGA, I'm looking right, and I'm just like, who who's going to make the jump from not All Star to All Star? Is Lloyd Markman going to get an All Star this year? No, I think he'd fade away. Yeah, uh, Terry Maxey. Maybe. I, really? Probably not. Probably not. No, he's not. He's not going to be an all-star. Halliburton. It's just too. There's too many. Yes, he could. You think he would? Okay. To be fair, if the Kings, if the Kings continue on their upward streak, yeah, Halliburton plays for the Pacers. Who am I thinking of? Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of the Iron Fox. Sorry, uh, Fox could as well. 
to be honest. He yeah. could be an all-star. I don't know if he'll win most improved because his stats aren't... He's playing better. No, and people have always rated him, you know? They've yeah, always, yeah. Yeah, whereas Halliburton's still young enough that it's kind of... So who's your, yeah. who's your pick then? Fuck, do you know what? Well, you said ball ball. It, yeah, I mean, no, no, let me let me clarify that. Ball ball is a wee kind of, to be fair, everyone's quite high odds. Devin Vassell. Yeah, that's how I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, he's he's an obvious one. He's gone he's gone up from like ten points a game to twenty one. Um, he's made the the points per game jump that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, he he would be my pick. I have actually got money on him at an he's... average of thirty nines, but not that much. Basically, I'm hoping if Shy doesn't win it, he wins it. Yeah, it's kind of like he's one of those. And again, with the team he's on and the way they're how they're going to finish the season, he would be a very much a. The, the Kevin O'Connors of the world pick up on him and start posting, putting like blog posts out about him and you know talking about him on the podcast, and then all the people that vote who just take their vote off what those guys say would follow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's because he's not that well known. Like they wouldn't even fucking be able to point about in the street. I couldn't point about in the street. Yeah. Um. But shout out, like we obviously talk about numbers a lot and what numbers we use when we're talking. You know about play, uh, teams and SRS and strike schedules and all that. Um. Have to shout out our silent partner in the aftertime. Uh, our brother Michael, who is a big Mavs nerd and likes to make like graphs and stuff, which is I say that in the best possible way because I don't have a clue how he does it all. But uh, he has some super top secret algorithms that um, are good predict. Or but we've been using as predictors the last like what year? Maybe last yeah. year was the first real yeah, time we did. And uh, Devin Vassell pops out a bit on them. He does. Yeah, Vassell looks like an obvious bet going off our super top secret insider numbers. Yeah, um, no, Shay does look like the runaway winner. We'll call them the models, the model. Yeah, uh, the model, the model likes Vassell. If you're if you're backing something from here and you fancy a bet, I would go for Vassell. You can get about forty sixes on Paddy Par, which is nice. See, you can get about sixty to one on Unibet. I would go for that actually. Yeah, I think just talking about talking around some of the other players, like uh, Bean is a weird one because he almost made too much of a jump last year. Yeah, Do you know he was so good last year. Yeah, I can't say Bin um, Bin. No, but uh, he is really, really fucking good, though. Yeah, he is. But I, I, I think we've probably done enough on most improves because there's a few more awards to get through, and I need my dinner. So I'm starving. So <laughs> we'll move on to. Uh, I'll scroll down my spreadsheet to a, a lengthy portion, Ren, and defensive player of the year. Um. Oh, really? I'll start, I'll start us off here. Yeah, I've backed four different players as I usually do, but they're all big odds, so it's not too bad. I started off the year back in Evan Mobley. So I backed Evan Mobley at 40 to 1 before the season started. He's now in the third favorite, kind of depending where you look, maybe like 7 or 8 to 1. He had a couple of really good defensive uh, highlights and stuff. He had eight blocks in on national TV, I think, uh, a week ago. But it's it's tricky. I haven't been as impressed with Evan Mobley as I, I would have hoped this year. Hasn't made um, that that he's more sophomore slump than sophomore jump. I don't know. It it just seems like he's hasn't really changed much since the end of last year. He is brilliant. He's a winning player. Do you know the stats don't reflect how good he is because you can yeah, see definitely one of those The hundred percent. You can see when you watch the games that other teams' defenses kind of have to account for him in ways that don't always show up in the box score. Like he's not going to lead the league in blocks. But he's one of those players that changes the way other teams have to have to play offense. 
yeah so, or you have to dive further into the stats in terms of like uh you've you've talked about one with us before um a few times this year about is it if he's defending in one-on-ones or in isolation yeah so he's he's the best isolation defender in the nba there was i, don't, I haven't followed the stats in the last couple of games basically since this losing streak but there was a time uh not so long ago when evan mobley did recorded 16 occasions where he defended players one-on-one and one of those possessions had resulted in a score and it was pascal siakam from the raptors in the first game of the season but the the more interesting thing about that was it's not mobley guards so many different positions you know people he gets switched on so he's got point guards taking him one-on-one he's got shooting guards small forwards and posts so he can defend all five positions it's a wee bit light defending centers but you know it shows you that one there was out of those 16 possessions he was scored on once you know and i i think most of those resulted in like not even a shot going up do you know what i mean yeah still so love he, still love catching those, like clips of him do you know like the likes of i remember the other year last year the other year was it the kemba going at him or something i can't remember it. and he rips the ball off him yeah like it's just it's, yeah he does a lot of that yeah so I've, I've got a bet on him but and, and i'm on the value because he, he is in the like third favorite but I, he's the best defender on the Cavs, and they had the, the second best defense in the nba but now after this last streak it's kind of fallen down a bit they're like fifth mm-hmm. so he's got a chance but more importantly, I've got another after time back OG Ananobi at 100 to 1 um, from the Raptors. And he was, oh, leading he, got 100 in, thing, yeah. he was leading the league in steals. Um, actually, I got 125 to 1. <laughs> um, he was leading the league in steals and he's now into, I think, like 20 to 1, which is decent. But he's 9.5. Oh, there you go. Even better. But uh, like, yeah, he's good, but I don't, I don't think he's going to win, but it's, it's value. He's probably I, the, the, the thing I, I'm kind of hoping in terms of him like the likes of him not getting it is people railing against the like, you know like a wee guy get a small not a wee obviously he's not fucking like but like you know marcus smart won it last year and a lot of people were like they've been like fucking guards and they, you know you need we need to give it to the, the big lads like, yeah they yeah. really affect the defense more than yeah yeah uh, which, which is true to be honest um, it is it is true so then on to my other two i back Giannis at an average of sixes and at the yeah, minute, um, he's in the 3.5 so he's on the, the value he's a favorite like he's i mean he's 3.5 and really good bears like sevens so. yeah so th- these two are more interesting so we need to talk about Giannis and we need to talk about brick lopez who's yes. obviously the center for the bucks the, like we said earlier the bucks have the best defense in the nba by a fucking country mile so i i feel like if the season ended right now it would have to be either Giannis or brook that would win it mm-hmm. um Giannis's argument is like we said earlier he's that like sweeper safety kind of defender we he plays all he play defends off the ball a lot and brooke is more the rim protector but i watched the game last night the calves playing the the bucks and oh my god brooke lopez was so fucking impressive on defense he's like, terrifying like if you're you know if you're going for the other team yeah i think i, I was listening to a calves podcast this morning and it, they had a guest on from he covers the bucks and they have this thing they shout out whenever someone tries to go at brooke lopez i think the the, the box bench shout like try him or something because it's like oh someone's trying him yeah and like they know lopez is going to block it He's so he leads so he, leads in, he leads the league in blocks right i've got some stats for you two and a half blocks a game and he also leads the nba in contested shots so he's contesting shots and getting the blocks too 
So he's yeah. contested 251 shots through 13 games, and he's first. The next closest is Vitsa Zubak, who has 205. He's not like he's, that dildo on the Celtics. He tries to block people from like 30 feet away. No. <laughs> oh, fuck the white guy. Cornette, um, Luke Cornette. Luke Cornette, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you get a chance, just Google like Luke Cornette block attempt or something. It's fucking hilarious. But yeah, yeah. sorry to interrupt. So, so, the, so contested shots, which can be a funny stat because some people like uh, Jaron Jackson have too many contested shots do you know like i'd actually i don't know if they track it that way do you know like people who chase blocks yeah i don't think brooke lopez chases blocks but like the so chase blocks and get fouled out all the time yeah so lopez has 251 contested shots and zubak is next with 205 so fuck, he's got like 46 more than the yeah. number two that's just someone off coming off a fucking back surgery yeah he had a part of his spine removed like it's so impressive and I'm kind of salty about it and a bit fucking raging because uh, I was talking to you uh, before we went live that I actually backed him uh, the year Giannis won it, I think, um, or maybe Gobert won it, I can't remember, in the last couple of years when like the Bucks had this incredible defense. I was just like, yeah, bro, it's because of fucking Brook, he's so good. And I backed him, but he just he obviously doesn't stand out as much. But that's kind of another reason why he could be a bit of value still. Seven yeah, I, I think he is. I literally had, I've spent my afternoon getting bets on Brook Lopez to win. After watching that last night and looking at the advanced stats as well, he's he's got 0.8 defensive win shares, so he's fourth in the league in that, and 99.9 individual defensive rating. So he's got the fourth best individual defensive rating in the league at the minute. Those stats mm-hmm. are really funky because it's early on in the year, but you know, defensive stats are notoriously funky too. Yeah, but just he passes the eye test, and the biggest one is the team. You know, the the team's defense is so much far and away better than any other teams that like. You kind of have to look at who their anchor is, and it, for me, it actually isn't Giannis. It is Brook Lopez. I think their defense, their defense would really suffer if he if he yeah. used to miss games. So from here, I think Lopez is quite good value at twenty to one. I think he's yeah. a really really good bet. He's the the one thing out of today. I've got two bets I'm properly going to be tipping today, and uh, that's one of them. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree, and to be honest, I actually need to get on him because um, I've been slightly out of the loop recently, and I definitely, like I said, bet on him before. I agree with everything. Yeah, you said I'm a big fan. Just taking a look at the odds and just a little funny thing to point out that uh, jumps out at me right now is uh, you were talking about SGA's defensive stats and his defensive numbers, like top, what is it, top 12 in blocks, top three in steals. And he's currently 61s and I guess he's 51s at the minute, so shorter than him. Who? Mr. Ben Simmons. Ah, that's, oh my God. Like, but this is the kind of thing where, like, obviously, I'm not betting SGA, I'm not saying that, but, like, it's just fucking crazy how some of these people land in here. But, yeah, anyway, uh, just to wrap up on uh, Defensive Player of the Year, I'm with you on Lopez, and I think I'm going to join. And currently, just to actually put it out there, I, I actually do have bet on Giannis. He's one of my biggest, he'll be one of my biggest wins if it comes in. Um, so I don't mind taking a bit of Lopez, hoping the Bucs get the top, you know, the best defense in the league and kind of hedging out somewhere on either of them. Yeah, I, I I think that's a good idea. It's kind of similar to the Celtics last year, except this year it's between one of those two players if they win it. You know, Drew Holiday's not going to win it. Yeah, I think I think Gobert is providing a bit of value at the minute because, like, I just think the the, the Timberwolves are just such a fucking dumpster fire this year. I think. Yeah, and they're not yeah. a full on dumpster fire, but I think they're just going to be so underwhelming that he's not really going to get as much of a look in. Even though probably if you look at the numbers, he's still. Yeah, yeah. His on-off numbers are good, but I think people are fed up with him, and he's really unlikable. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We'll touch on Rookie of the Year really quick. Uh, Paolo Bancaro is one hundred percent going to win Rookie of the Year if he's healthy for the rest of the year. He's putting up like 
unbelievable. He's putting up all star stats. He could, he probably will. I don't know if he will be an all star this year, but he's putting up all star level stats. His, uh, he actually looks like a rookie fucking LeBron. Like he's built like LeBron. He kind of plays a wee bit like him, but on the watch. He's yeah, smart he's a, too. Like he is a, he's quality and thoroughly would deserve rookie of the year right now. But he's missed four games in a row. So he's one of the ones where I wouldn't back anything now. But if you hear Paolo Bancaro has broken his leg, get onto your fucking bookie as quick as you can and smash Ben Matherin, rookie of the year. He is far and away the second best rookie. He's closer to Paolo than he is to number three, who probably be Keegan Murray. And Matherin couldn't be more of a fucking banker if Bancaro gets a long-term injury. But apart from that, there's nothing really to say on that division. I'm sorry, that that award. Just apart from, yeah, both both very likable and... uh, Chat going down before the season was uh was a bit annoying. Wanted to see him, yeah. but sure. Yeah. So we'll go on to sixth man. Yeah. Who have you backed for sixth man? So sixth man is an interesting one because I've actually somehow only ended up on one person, which is the aforementioned Ben Matherin. Oh, you never backed Christian Wood? I I backed Wood and then cashed out any bets I had on Wood when he kind of started taking a bit of a dip after the first, I don't know, it was like maybe like six games in, five, six games in, and I could any of the bets I had on him were on uh, sites where I could cash it for break-even. And I just looking at the numbers and, I mean, to be fair, that saying that, like, Wood went really short and then he drifted out. But, yeah, uh, Wood nearly went odds on. Sixth Man has been this really weird one. Jordan this year. went odds on. Jordan Poole went odds on. I mean, Westbrook's touching odds on now. It's just over evens. Um, Which is fine. I, I like the theory behind Westbrook this year. If you take don't take into account the potential for tra- for them trading them, which was if like the, the whole rumors where he's going to come off the bench. And it's like if Westbrook and like a, a squad of Dildos off the bench, he's just going to take every shot. He's going to average over like 25 a game, you know, off the bench. Yeah. And he's high profile. And, you know, put like maybe not triple doubles. If he, oh, yeah. Like, you know, he, he's still. But he's not that obviously his shooting's got so much worse and all that kind of crack. So I seen the theory behind it, like bearing in mind how much I dislike it and like the fact that he could win it that way. I, I kind of understood that. But um preseason I like Brogdon. I thought Brogdon was gonna be a shout because just the Celtics were so good and he is a quality player, but he just doesn't really put up enough shots. Yeah, the stats aren't uh, there. No, stats aren't there. Wood made made sense to me because he's just gonna come off the bench and then play like play what twenty five minutes plus and like around that and uh, just put him in pick and roll with Luca and he's just anything that Luca doesn't score, Wood's gonna score. So you know, again, twenty plus points a game on probably on high efficiency because it's all lobs. So I, I there was a lot of players I liked and I ended up on Matherin because I don't know. There's a lot of you you'll. I'll let you explain, but what the theory behind that is, and and will continue to be. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those ones where I was remember saying this to the in our group chat the other day. Like, if Ben Mathurin was called Tyler Hero, and putting up say the say the stats were the exact same, and his name was Tyler Hero, he would be odds on for this award. He's averaging twenty points a game, four rebounds, two and a half assists, on on fifty six percent effective field goal percentage, like. If you were his per thirty six numbers, if you I compared him to Bradley Beal the other day, and he actually has Bradley Beal beat per thirty six, like he's come into the league and he's he is a better basketball player than Bradley Beal, maybe not better, yeah. but he's similar. Do you know he's a similar level offensively. He's better. Um, stack him up against Jordan Poole head to head. He has Jordan Poole beat most offensive numbers. 
um, pool is more steals, but Matherin hasn't beat in field goal percentage points, um, rebounds, better rebounder, better free throw percentage, gets the line more. You know, it's crazy. He's he's for a rookie, he is absolutely incredible. And watching him, he's really fun to watch. Like I said earlier, but it's just one of those ones where it's because he's a rookie, the bookies haven't shortened his odds, and he's still like ten to one. Yeah, he still he still is, and like I still want to back him more, but then it just annoys me because I know how quickly this turns into just a points per game award. And but, but he's winning the points per game award. I know how close, right? How close, for example, is Westbrook? Westbrook's on sixteen points a game, and Matherin's on twenty. He's got to beat by four points a game, and, and he's taken an off shots. What about Christian Wood? Christian Wood on sixteen, same as same okay. as Westbrook. Okay. Like I thought Christian Wood would have been pushing twenty, but I suppose he had a he he, he, he might be off. a bit higher. I don't have the stats after last night's game which is really annoying but wood should probably be maybe 16 and a half points a game yeah westbrook is 16 jordan pool i think it says 17 here but he had two point game last night so he should be down to about 16. so yeah. pool westbrook and wood are all about 16 and matters 20. yeah and he's, know, this and this is the biggest points per game award as well do you know yeah. sixth man is just is i think like fucking 90 percent of the time it goes to whoever averages the best score off the bench, bench. Yeah, yeah more or less more or less and even if you want to make the fucking argument that westbrook does more you know like he gets more rebounds and assists yeah you'd be right but his efficiently or efficiency wise he is brutal like okay. if you look at westbrook's effective field goal percentage is 46 percent compared to 56 for Matherin. like yeah, I mean, westbrook is just a chucker. never really went yeah yeah he's, he's you know he, he gets a lot of stats because his usage is massive when he's on the court and again he's very unlikable and it looks like the Lakers could end up just fucking throwing away this season a wee bit because yeah, and then know what they're doing, don't have potential. any draft picks. Potential for trade. You had an interesting one about the potential to trade him with Matherin's team, right? Yeah, well, the the talk all year has been the Lakers making the trade with Westbrook and two future first round picks for Miles Turner and or Buddy Hield, both from the Pacers. So if that was to happen, Westbrook would join fucking Matherin's team, and. I can't see. My guess is if that did happen, they would just shut Westbrook down and say, look, we don't want you to have any part in this team. You know, they're yeah. a young up and coming team. They don't need that drama around them. And they'll just say, right, you can just sit and sit in the bench. By sitting the bench, I actually mean sit at home because they wouldn't even he wouldn't even be around the team. So it would be good for this bet because it would mean that the fucking favourite isn't even playing any more matches because Westbrook is just over evens, which I think is fucking bonkers. Yeah. But the issue would be at that point, does Matherin stop coming off the bench? No, I, I have a feeling that uh, Rick Carlisle is one of those coaches that's kind of funny about rookies. And yep. I feel like he's making a bit of a point with Matherin. Like this year, you kind of have to earn your, your stripes a wee bit. Um, and it's working. Do you know, the, the Pacers have a winning record with Matherin coming off the bench. He gets to play against other teams' benches and light it up. And when he's playing well in games, he finishes games. Do you know, kind of like the Jordan Poole role a wee bit. Mm -hmm. um, same as Christian Wood and bobby portis uh, other favorites for the award um you come in off the bench and if you're doing well enough you'll you'll finish the game exactly what hero did last year you know comes off the bench but he averaged the most minutes in the team i think so, matt i think you're right and i think matherin's in that spot sitting there that it's kind of tied third fourth favorite whatever where he's a couple of again a couple of news articles a couple of big games a couple of whatever off those odds cratering in yeah like the way the way sgas did for rose and yeah, exactly. Now he is what like eight to one. Now he was twenty to one not so long ago. I'm on him at here's my after time. I've backed him as high as thirty six to one for sixth man. And yeah, my highest was twenty five. I mean, 
class bet because I think he should be odds on. The question marks are obviously, will he continue to come off the bench, which I think he will, and will they make a trade? Um, and how will that affect it? And do you know what? It's the type of thing that for the odds you're getting, I'm happy to take that chance. Because like yeah. I said, he should be, if you were just to, in a vacuum looking at these stats, he should be fucking 1.7. Definitely. Not seven to one, you know, his odds should be he should be odds on. So, I think Matherin's a good bet now. Um, I don't have the odds in front of me, but if he can get, to, I think there's 10 to one floating about. Yep, so I mean, I don't see why that's not how that's not a bet. Let me see, yeah, you can get 10 to one at William Hill, nine to one, or eight to one at 10 bet. Um, eight to one, three, six, five, six to one, Paddy Parse. So they're kind of come shortening V bet. You can get tens, nines at bet. I, I don't see how that's not a bet. I think that's one of the better bets you'll you can have from here. Yeah, so we're thinking that's basically that was the last award, right? Uh, the last one we're talking about, uh, coach of the year, it's probably no point talking about that to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah, we can leave that if anything develops. Uh, we have our takes, I've actually got a couple of bets on it, but it's not even any real money we're talking about. Um, just throw it out there, it was on JB Bickerstaff, uh, and a wee bit on Willie Green, just because we both like the Cavs and the, the Pelicans, thought they were going to outperform their, um, yeah their expectations but i think so to sum those up i think you're going to say what the ones that jump out are probably matherin for a sixth man brooke lopez is defensive player of the year and then if you were to pick one from the award or from the divisions you're going to say what uh the blazers probably from the divisions it's the divisions is tough maybe it's, I don't, the divisions i don't feel as strongly about as the awards no 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 i don't either definitely not i'm 100 percent like my awards bets more than my division bets at the minute yeah yeah okay well, I mean, for I think us, that was a anyway, bit of a blockbuster episode, was it? It was, it was, it was a big one. Like, yeah, I mean, I just to sprinkle in some uh, some extra bets I have. Like, I ended up just because for whatever reasons, I had like a bit on Doncic to lead the points per game later by the end of the year uh, at four point fours. I've got uh, Gobert to be the rebounds game, uh, per game winner at uh, at evens, which was a terrible bet because I was actually checking how much money this my limited account would let me on and they let me have a lot more on than i thought so uh <laughs> so i'm stuck on that one and then a few like basically accumulators of everything we talked about division yeah. travels division quads blah 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 and uh, awards doubles and travels so if you want to get on like if you're a uh, like me and you you know you love a, big, a good high odds or uh paddy power is great for accumulating award winners um so definitely give that a go and yeah apart from that we need to talk on. very quickly about the world cup we do, we do, we do. Uh, but I'm I'm busting for a piss and I'm absolutely starving, so we'll, it'll make it quick. Who do you okay. want to win? The United States Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> the USMNT. Fuck's sake. I, I want Argentina to win. No, I fuck the big the big lads this World Cup. It's an Astros World Cup. It's in winter. It's in Qatar. Everyone's paid off. I think there's going to be an absolute dark horse winner and it's not going to be Belgium because they're not allowed to be called the dark horse anymore. Is it going to be Qatar? No, I don't think it's going to be Qatar. I think like you can pay people off, but you can't pay them off that well. I mean, you probably could. I want to read this friend. tweet out. Did I read it out at the start? No. No. You, you uh, I saw a tweet. It. I saw a tweet. Um, where are we? Uh, right, so Amjad Taha, and then some Arabic writing. He's a verified account on Twitter. Uh, exclusive Qatar have bribed eight Ecuadorian players $7.4 million to lose the opener, 1-0 with a second-half goal. Five Qatari and Ecuador insiders confirmed this. We hope it's false. We hope sharing this will affect the outcome. The world should oppose FIFA corruption. As someone who has made a living betting on fixed games for a long time, this sounds like a spoof. Uh, there's no way that anyone would know it's going to be a 1-0 in the second half kind of thing. 
you know, because yeah, that's, that's not, not the, the way, way it works. Games happen. It's which is no. quite funny because, like, you know, when people get suckered in with, oh, it's going to be one nil this team in the first half and two one nil. It's not how they fix. Yeah, it's, it's not how it works. That said, I am on Qatar to win because I do think they will. Um, hosts in the World Cup have some fucking mad record. Yeah, uh, the Russians were all on some sort of fucking designer steroids. The Qataris have probably they'll pull something. I I've, I fancy Qatar at three point five for a wee a wee bet to to start the thing. Qatar, I love Qatar. Like we used to. It used to be one of our leagues we followed the most. Um, know the team like the back of my hand, but they haven't really been very good. Yeah, as, 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 as hateable as the the country is for a lot of people, the team's actually quite lovable. Yeah, um, I mean they won they won the Asian Euros two years ago and did quite well in the South American Euros. I just call everything the Euros, South American Euros. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah, I never remember. It's Cup America. Yeah, uh, Cup America, whatever it is, it's the South American yeah. Euros. And yeah, uh, but then in the last two years they've been a bit shy. So if the World Cup had a start had been two years ago, they would have. I would have been on this with quite a decent bet, but they haven't been great. So yeah, happy enough to have a small bet than to win. And outright, I'm back in Brazil. Yeah, we'll keep um, we'll keep people up to date with uh, with the kind of any World Cup bets we do. Like I'm going to do some some and stuff on group winners and you know stuff like that. But again, the World Cup, it's just a just enjoy it. Just stick the TV on. Yeah, like you said, catch up on your basketball in the morning and just leave the football running all day long. Yeah, so yeah, good. right. I have to go because I didn't even do right. It. I'll wrap we'll up that as Ronan heads off. So yes, thanks everyone for joining us again. Welcome again to season two of the After Time. So as much as it's become a running joke now that we are uh, usually late on delivering everything, I promise I'll stay on top of him uh, as much as I can from another country in Europe uh, in order to get us some regular updates because it's always better when everyone's on the bets with us rather than us telling you what we've already won. So as much as I enjoy after time. As much as Jordan enjoys after time because you can tell he just gets off on it. But yeah, thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next week. Yep, see you.